One, two, three, and two, the four. Dennis from the Avis team is at your door. He's ready to make an entrance, so back on up because you know we're about to talk shit up. Because for the first time ever in the Construction Life podcast, you're going to talk about me and Avis and our whole past. I can't wait to talk to you about who we are and exactly what we do. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That was wicked. That was good, huh? That was good. All right. We like original ones. I man. think it was more like hardcore rap than hip hop. Well, that's Snoop Dogg, right? That's 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 hardcore for me. We going old school. Wait, how <laughs> young are you? I'm 39. Oh, you're not that young. Oh. He's close to us. No, 39. he's not. We're 41. <laughs> 39 is far from 50. We're 41. <laughs> Carlito, how's it going, bro? Good, buddy. Good to see you, man. Yeah. How's everything? Excellent. Who cares? It's not about the construction life. or sorry. It's not about it's not, you, man. It's not about the Carlito life, man. <laughs> We've got a very special guest here on the show today. We're going to talk about something we haven't actually spoken about in a long, long time. Long, 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 long. And even when we did talk about it, we spoke about data when we were talking way mm. back when, right? In the earlier days. Dennis Costa. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the show and being here and showing up. And uh, we're excited about this. So uh, Avis and Concepts, Inc., that's, that's the right. business. That's right. 13 plus years. Website is www.avisandconcepts.com. Email is dc at avisandconcepts.com. And on Instagram, it's at avis underscore concepts underscore Inc. You got it. We, Carlito, we're going to talk about automation and integration. A lot right. of shins. Very interesting. Lots because of shins. I'm an old school guy. Yeah. So. so he was just showing me before you guys arrived some cassette tapes. And for all you. <laughs> <laughs> you remember play play and fast forward? It'd be like. Mixtapes. How about mixtapes or anything like I that? love mixtapes. And tapes. then you would cut out a little image from a magazine and then put it on the cover. You never. I did that. Man. I didn't I didn't go for that far, but. <laughs> but we're, we're way beyond cassette tapes. I just tapes. remember the side A, side B. Yes. Right? That's, that's like, all like, it is. You thought side A was good? Watch side B. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dennis, why don't you take us down, man? Just let, let us know how you got into this business and what's going on and then we'll just we'll go from there man for sure so um i'm 39 now i'll just put it all out there from a very early age 12 13 i had a just a huge passion for audio sound period i used to go and collect speakers in the garbage from a place nearby where i grew up in toronto it was it was like heaven for me just speakers (laughs) in the garbage was i right now i'm getting you know yeah, me too. A little rumbles in the stomach. <laughs> Why so, did they throw them out? They just well, I mean, in their line of work, it's if a customer doesn't pick something up, or a repair went wrong, or a part of it was blown and they replaced it, they're not going to keep it and repair it. They're going to toss it. Yeah, right. So it's like they say, someone's garbage is another man's treasure, treasure. so to speak. Yes. Yeah. yes. So that's what it was. I used to collect them every time my dad would get his car audio done in his Trans Am. I was the guy at the car audio shop picking up all the wire that they left behind. I kind of you know? like your dad already. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when speakers came with new in, in a package, all the wire they would just toss on the floor because they never used it. Well, that was gold to me. I used to collect it all. So anyways, long story short, I used to bring the speakers back to them after I fixed it. And they offered me a job. Wow. I started working 12 years old. And uh, for like the first year and a bit, I didn't even want money. I just wanted speakers. So... They used to keep paid in speakers. They used to keep a tab. Places called the speaker shop since 1982. Oakwood and Eglinton. Every a lot of people in the audio world. They knew. Even people just who may collect speakers or who have an old pair of JBLs, Advents, BMW. 
B&W. Oh, man. Yeah. We're going down memory lane, yes. man. I still have them, but they're pounds. I, I yes. know. Wow. They don't make them like that. baby. They don't make them like they that. They don't. Fair fluid inside of the magnets. And heavy, man. They don't make it like that anymore. Yeah. They make them really cheap. Well, some of them, but. Um, <laughs> and that's how it started. So it was audio throughout, just speakers all day. I used to break them. I used to repair them. Found out, like, what it took to make them break. And then that turned into Rogers Cable. Wow. I was offered a, a job. What uh, was the position at, at Rogers? So then? it was Trinity Cable. So they were like a big, they yeah. were the biggest contractor for Rogers at yeah, one yeah. time. Channel right? 10, wasn't it at yeah. that time or whatever? No, it wouldn't have been no. enough. No, no, no. Trinity, just, Trinity Cable had the contract for it all was of. Sub, yeah, it was subbed out from yeah. Rogers. They had all the, the Sprinter vans or whatever with the little submarine hole in the back there. You would have seen like they had <laughs> black vehicles with the gold lettering. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. But they had that little small door at the back, so you ran out all your cables, but still had the truck all closed, right? If you were no, that was fiber. That was the, all the fiber, fiber stuff? guys. That was okay. a little later. Yeah, all right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So yeah, I was offered a position to work there, technically from my business partner today. It went from him through a friend of mine offering me a job to to work at Rogers Cable, and I'm like, well, that's kind of odd. I never thought I'd be a cable guy, but I'm glad I did yeah. because. That introduced me to being in customers' homes and being customer-facing, right? I'm there to fix a problem. I'm there to make a solution. So I took my audio background, now being in customers' homes, and then that's where Aves began. Literally, that's where it began. That's How long were you at Rogers for? For about four years. And then after that, that's when Avis began? That's when Avis began. Avis began kind of, it overlapped. Okay. Because you got, were planting. You were planting the seed. Yeah, getting I got started. caught. I got caught. Oh, I, you, yeah. I got caught, yeah. Okay, well. Using their truck. I got fired. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's my story. I That's love my it. story. You were hungry, though. I was absolutely hungry. Yeah. Right? So. But you I, saw the value. You, huge. You, you saw your learning from speaking to these clients that you're being sent to. Yeah. And then you saw the value like. I can communicate with clients. I can actually, I understand what their needs are and what I could actually provide other services. I can make suggestions. I can talk and I can get along with them. Yeah. And that was it. That's when flat screens were like coming out, like just starting. Yeah. yeah. You know, so customers would ask, Hey, can you install this TV for me? Or I have, I know you're doing my cable box, but I have all this surround sound equipment. I don't know how to hook it up. And I'm like, yeah, I do know how to hook that up and I'll do that for you. Why am, are so, you, are you hearing bass? I'm hearing a little bass music going on right now. No, that's the old school, bro. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying cable guy, homeowner. Can you do this? Can you fix that? Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Sorry, so I, I got off It's track crazy here. that they never okay. kept you because me being an employer, when I see somebody using a tool or something of mine, I see that as an it's inspiring that an they want to do more. Yeah, they're not just a, a typical employee. Yeah. Listen, at the end of the day, I I never have any regrets, and I was doing something to better my life or my future. But I agree, maybe it wasn't the way they wanted it to be. They should have taken so, advantage of so that. So maybe they didn't see that. They were just yeah. focused on the problem at hand. Yeah. But yeah, I would have been bad they, management. There was an <laughs> offer. There was an offer later to wow. do an AV division for them. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Was but there a lot of turnover with Rogers? I'm just curious about turnover with the employees. Yeah. I will say 
on record, Trinity Cable was an amazing yeah. employer. Oh, good. They were fantastic. So they had, they were the biggest contractor for Rogers at the time. Wow. They they were great. I have zero complaints. The whole team was good. Joel, the owner, kept it very personal. I've never heard anything was, bad. No, Nothing. Trinity. Yeah, Trinity, I've never heard anything bad. Trinity yeah. Cable is amazing. That's a good sign. They're still around. I think they're under Trinity Communications. They kind of broadened into like the fiber side, more of the data communication side. So. My day was just cable. Just running cable. <laughs> yeah. Filters, digital boxes came out. It's when a modem had one output because oh. everyone had one computer. <laughs> Look oh. at Manny. I'm just like. <laughs> one computer. I, I learned that those boxes, the power consumption coming out of those boxes is absolutely astronomical. Of the digital boxes. It's insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Yeah. So Avis started. Avis started. Avis started. Is it an acronym for anything or is it. Actually, I should take that back. Communicable started. Communicable. Communicable is my first business name. And okay. then, um, again, because I came from the communication cable world, I just stuck with that kind of name. But I was inspired by my business partner today, who was working with me at the time. He left to start his own gig, and he was doing you know, satellite work and started getting into AV installs and stuff like that. So wow. Communicable was started. Him and I kept in touch. And would always just call and be like, hey, we got to team up. We got to team up. I started doing communication work, which was his wheelhouse. And I, and then he was doing AV work, which is my wheelhouse. And then, boom, we just, we made it happen one day. I think it was at a training. I think we were at a Lutron training. Yeah. And I looked at him like, this has to happen. And I, I typed out a name and I just wrote AFS and concepts. And that was it. And that was it. You know what? That's really great to hear. Like most people take courses and they walk out and they forget about it. You got inspired and got bigger and better. Yeah, because he was with me there. We're finally, we're on the road, right? Typical contractors. We're always on the road. So we're just talking on the phone every night or on our way home, whatever the case was. Now we're at a training together and we're like, okay, let's do this. Let's start AFS. And here we are. He's still my partner today, and we've got other businesses that we started already uh, with the Avis branding, and he's great. And so are the new partners. We've teamed up with a bunch of new guys. So, so how is the whole home automation integration world now? I can only assume with COVID, people have been asking for so much more yeah. to get into the house, right? We yeah. already had, like, home automation was already going down a certain path where it was becoming the heated floors and the specific, you know, heated countertops. It was already becoming that kind of world where you needed it as part of a line item on a budget on a construction job. Yeah. So you had to set aside that money. But I can assume with COVID, it became even further. Mm -hmm. Is that the fact? It did. And I'm glad to see that nowadays automation or integration, how I like to put it, is becoming a line item on a budget. Now with us specifically, we're like... 99% 99% direct to customer. No one really in between. So sometimes we're not even part of their budget that they had with their builder or their GC, but it's more of a, you know, with them while we're still scheduling and dealing with the GC. Do you prefer side. that or do you prefer, yeah, you prefer it that way? Yeah, I say 99% because we still have a couple of guys that we still do work for, like their, you know, custom home build or whatever. But honestly, it's it's really great to go directly to the client. It's a very personal thing. What we not to say that what a GC or builder obviously no no, no most, of course not. It's the most no, personal no. thing. It's yeah, the house. Of course not. But with with our stuff, it's just it's not so cookie cutter. Like, hey, we need this electrical done, and there's 20 plugs and 20 switches or whatever the case is. 
with us, there's a hundred different ways I can achieve the, the same result. And it has to be specific to a, their lifestyle, b the types of phones they use or the systems that they want or the type of sound that they like. It's huge. This is going to be, I just realized this is going to be a challenging podcast for you. No, this is tech based, man. It's fine. Okay. I got you, buddy. All right, don't worry. <laughs> we, no, no. You, I, we, I think it's a, ch- I think it's a challenge for you no. to win me over. Yes. Yeah. I, That's I, what I want to get to. I, and what I was, what I just wanted to say was, I think you're right. So Manny's very open minded to these things. He plans before the drawing gets finished, and he negotiates with his customers about things like this. But it's always and, a challenge. And all though. contractors, I believe, all contractors should be on the same page. So by you coming on here. You're making me aware that once I put in a, a cost for a build and say a homeowner wants you to come in and I never thought of that, I need to stay ahead of the times and with the times and I have to plan to get you in there and get your stuff in there. Like you said, you would rather be there at the beginning than at the end. That's a very good point because I'm dealing with a, a, a contractor right now. He came from a very good friend and he's been following us. And he brought me to a couple of his sites to do some finished work. And then I'm like, but how about X, Y, Z? We will never come in like this. We are not just a half-fast measure. Oh, get this TV installed. If someone asks me to install a TV, I have 10 questions before that TV goes up. Questions that make their head spin. They're like, we never thought of that. So I looked at this GC who's an awesome guy, does great work, just a great individual. I said, moving forward, after like, I kind of got him out of this jam, I said, moving forward, number one, I'll never be sent to a site representing you like that. I want to represent you from day one. We are your automation company. And then I go, let me steer the direction of where the automation goes because he did a great job by provisioning some things, like a Cat5 behind each TV. Yeah, roughing in some stuff, right? We needed more than that because then the things that I asked really can't be achieved anymore. So what else do you need behind there? Well, it depends, but I'll get to that. But he looked like the hero by producing this ahead of, of time. Yeah. But then at the end, looked like he failed because now we can't do more. And he didn't really fail, but the client didn't know what the client didn't know. Right. Right. I will be the first person to say. He never educated them. Never educated them. I learned things every day. I'll always learn. I a garage guy the other day at my house taught me something about side door garage, side garage openers that I never knew. So, which I love by the way, but you need the space. Yeah, minimum so, ten inches. Mm-hmm. So, my point is, is bring us in at the beginning. Let us educate the client, and then let the client decide what he or she wants. And you know, Dennis, you you honestly have a very difficult job. You, how do I express it? You have the challenges of a GC. Because your line item is one of the most expensive line items on a job, on a site, on a build. And then whenever I've had a conversation, because I've always tried to get some sort of integration in there, right? I love that you're calling it integration instead of home automation because it's way beyond home automation. This is this. I like the name better. Yeah, it's a lot better, right? So, but the thing is, the moment I actually hint at home automation integration or anything like that, clients have that look on their face like this is going to cost a high-end tesla you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and i rather just get the tesla instead of this but then they start talking about all the bells and whistles that they want to get 
And then I just like, I never as a GC have ever stated that I know anything. I just know what I can. I've been to CES a couple of times and that's the extent of it. And that's it. One time was because the porn show was going on at the same time. Yeah. Kadir, but you weren't there. So <laughs> I knew I'd love Manny. I knew I would love him. <laughs> but the thing is, I'm still fascinated how quickly this industry, your industry, is moving, man. Huge. Like moving, move, like seriously fast. Huge. And <laughs> Control 4, which we've been certified with for a long time. Which is amazing. They are not close to stopping and the no. thing the email i got on my way here of things that they're still launching so they were acquired by snap one which is even greater than them when did that happen the acquisition happened about i would say about eight months ago give or take oh, nine months ago eh? snap av in the states is huge and then snap av is now snap one they just acquired stop electronics like yesterday the other challenging part is that like us we have like the, you we have the karens of construction <laughs> I call him the Cox. <laughs> My son loves saying Karen's. <laughs> I do too. He's nine. <laughs> but then you get the clients coming up to you, starting to tell you what to do because they've done their homework, homework, homework apparently yeah. on the web. Yeah. And they've come across this and come across that. And maybe they actually checked out some of the online videos about CES and what's coming down the pipe and all this other crap. I right? love that. I encourage you that. You encourage that, really? I, I encourage it. Is it misinformation from them? I think the I think there could be a misconception based on what they read and how it was presented for them to read it. So the result of what they got may not be a reality, but it's great because it sets a conversation. I could say A, that is wrong, it would look more like this, or B, that's great and we don't support that, but we support this. It allows me to be a hundred percent honest and then continue that conversation where the client might be like, Oh, that's fine, because all I really liked from that aspect was this. Perfect. Let's carry on. Bring on the information. That's that's great. I love, I always said it, I love when a client knows what they want. Some pieces of information could be right, or some could be kind of guided in another direction, but bring it. I find a lot of clients already have their grocery list of products that they want to use, but in my mind, i rather refer to you. You make a oh, suggestion yeah. on what I, I'll tell you, listen, I want to sit down, this is my family room, Everyone who knows me knows that I can't stand TVs over fireplaces. Me I come too. from a film business. Same. I come from the film background. I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine from the business. Uh, I stay in touch with a lot of people. None of us ever sat at the front row in a theater. Some kids like that because it was a joker row. It's like you screw around there. But to experience the late. actual... Take yeah. the perverts. <laughs> exactly. But to experience the cinema, to experience the, watching the, the, the film, you never sit there. There's an optimum area in the theater. So the same thing is when it comes to your family room, your living room or the kitchen or whatever, there's optimization going on that you need to figure out. And I don't care what size fireplace it is. It's never going to be friendly enough to bring that TV to the point where it has to be. Yeah. So I've always told clients, listen, fireplace here, enjoy that, create whatever you want to create, TV over here, enjoy that, and look at it properly. It's a different function. Yeah, it's totally it's, different function. So my world's a little bit different than both of your guys' worlds, but it's very important that I jump on board with you guys. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I am gonna—I just want to say two things that are really important. I do more blue-collared homes. So they don't see the value of resale value, and they don't see... They see themselves living in the same house. They're not going to die. They're not going to have a divorce. They're always going to be there. And unfortunately, that's not true. It happens all the time. Yeah. So resale value for me is the most important. I'm seeing that more than ever now. 
you can't go back. So like, I'm a spray foam guy. I like my basement spray foam, but we all know that seventy What's wrong? What? seventy percent of the cost of a basement Conduit. and the brains <laughs> and the brains are in the basement. So, well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm leading to. But the problem is with blue collar customers is that when I see someone like yourself come in, I'm already having a hard time selling a finished basement. I can't get someone like you in because then there's no money left to finish the basement. Mm. So, Dennis, what he's really asking you is that he needs his A-track to Got be it. set up. <laughs> Got it. Got it. And I remember having an argument with a friend of mine back in university days where he tried to convince me that it was called 8-track, the number, <laughs> and that every single one of them only had 8 tracks on it. And I'm like, it's not 8 track it's a track, track. <laughs> no, for but, all you millennials out there look it up okay well, and that's not what i was leading to but it the conversation we're having is important for guys like me that continue on and sometimes don't involve that but I like think manny collar, does every project no, no, okay but is there a tv in a blue cotter home yeah there's a TV. Yeah. There's yeah. probably, and is there a network or computer stations or something in but each of the kids' bedrooms? But there's wires and extension cords everywhere, and they don't care because mm-hmm. they would rather put a little bit of money into but some baseboards and some doors. But then you can do Wi-Fi doors. hubs. You, like, there's so that was, that was my point. So whether blue-collar or not, like there's a stigma that automation or integration is for the elite and yeah. it's for people who have a lot of money. Thank you. And although right. we do have a lot of those clients, I'm telling you right now, we are in the typical home every day. Wow. So the average consumer. The average consumer. Like a 3,000 square foot home. Absolutely. And to me, those are the gravy jobs, right? Those, that's the cash flow. Those are the ones with timelines, get in, get out, right? We have massive, massive projects under our belt right now. Some going on right now, like in Collingwood, it's going on two and a half years. Well, everybody's moving up there. That's why. Yeah. So, you know, large square footage. So there's a lot more pieces to that puzzle, but for the typical person, to Manny's point, you have a television in the living room. You spent money on the baseboard and stuff to make the room look good. You want to have an Apple TV. You want to have your Blu-ray player. You want to have your IP TV, whatever your sources are. You want them shoved behind your TV like an no, oven? No. Or would you like them in a room somewhere that you never have to see yes. with the remote that you don't have to point anywhere? Yes. Oh, not I love a, it. Not an infrared thing that has a flashing light every time you point. <laughs> not that. We're talking new school. Yeah. You can't find your remote. You pick up your phone and you just go to the app and it's just synced with your remote. And now you can control that TV. Right. Again, to Manny's point, Wi-Fi. Since COVID, our network sales through the roof. So much, I can't even get enough Wi-Fi access points to keep up. I can't. Straight from the manufacturer. Like, I can't. It is insane. Because the average house, people doing just a small little rental, even if they're doing a basement, they hear about us, they get us in. Oh, we just want to add Wi-Fi because now we're finishing our basement. I'm like, well, you can't just add Wi-Fi if you want it to be seamless. And you can't just keep adding these wireless extenders. A wireless extender can't extend if the wireless is crap. Now with people working from home, they have to VPN into their office. VPNs are bandwidth hogs. Okay, so for the people that don't understand that, like me because you're so pretentious yeah explain that to me at a more basic level the it's always the nice when carlito side. insults yeah. the guests the network because, side? There, because there's people like myself that are listening to the podcast and they're this is like manny said at the beginning this is all new to me like yeah. I, I see it all the time but i never deal with it with respects to the network i was talking about the average household since covid a lot of t- people are a lot of people are working from home kids are home from school whatever the case may be and we got the same complaint every single day my kid is working from home 
in his or her bedroom at the front of the house. We have no Wi-Fi. They keep, you know, getting knocked off. Or if I get on, they get knocked off. They got to work in the kitchen. We don't have the... Keeps going. So we would go into their home and wire up Wi-Fi access points. We wire them up. We don't use wireless. It's always extenders. best to go wired, right? Wired. So the access point is wired. It's a, let's call it a Wi-Fi hub for layman's terms. But it's mounted to the ceiling, to a wall, wherever we can get a wire and make it look nice and neat, usually in the central part of each floor. And that will spread the Wi-Fi throughout. That is the proper way of doing it. Some houses can have one. Some can have up to, we just finished a house that eight. Is it good to have one on each floor or are you considering the basement and concrete? So if there's no heated floors, yeah, if there's no heated say. floors, a lot of times we do the sandwich effect. One in the basement ceiling, one on the second floor ceiling, and they overlap each other. Okay. So think of like two circles kind of creating the number eight. So there's that kind of concept. Then there's some houses like the one I just got. It wasn't happening. I have two floors. Like I'm a, I'm on a raised, raised bungalow. I had to put one per floor in order to get the proper I've heard, energy. I've heard issues with spray foam causing some problems sometimes. Wires melting? No, no, saying? the signal. The signal. Not Just, as clean. Well, yeah. So is that the same thing as the radiant heat flooring? Yes. Is that what it does? That's, that's massive. So it's like doing a speaker in my car. I had to separate the RCAs from, from the power line and stuff, right? I like it. Is that <laughs> Unless you have double shield or triple shield RCAs, okay. that, that can help shield it. Spray foam, I never really had a problem with at all. It's been fine. Concrete, steel, glass, water. So heated floors, Wi-Fi killer. Wow. Wi-Fi killer. Two things that it so, hates. So, yeah, concrete and the water. So what are you doing? You're, you're basically putting a whole new system on each floor then. Yeah, exactly. You're treating each floor as its own single dwelling, single floor. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's not to say you can't get the strength down there. You want full strength down there. Like our clients, we'll show them, we'll go around like every nook and cranny of the house and our speeds will go down maybe 20% tops. Okay, so we're getting way ahead because I obviously want to... We get excited. Dive in. Yeah, I want to yeah, dive into Yeah, I am too because this is new. Stuff. But okay, so hang on a sec. But so it's we're, not. We're, we're talking at Dennis Costa, right? Same a but different. A Avis and Concepts, Inc. We're talking... Uh, website is www.avisandconcepts.com. DC at avisandconcepts.com. Email. And then the Instagram is avis underscore concepts underscore Inc. I guess my first question to you, Dennis, is give us a rough ballpark on what this costs. I know that you can't because it's Super a grocery vague, list. Yeah. Exactly. But if you're going into a 3,000-square-foot home, and let's say you've got that one TV in the family room, one TV in the basement, and you've got network in every single room because you've got so many kids, four bedrooms, whatever. Yeah, you're and right. And then you got network and kitchen, and you got your office space. Then you got speakers. Multi-room audio, yeah. Yeah. So I've always seen these line items get the six figures. Always. Yeah. yeah. No, 3,000 square foot home, you're talking around that 29 to 35,000. To set that up, right? Yeah, because what's That's also, not including the actual products. Including like the, the products. Including the TVs and everything. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so that's another thing with us. We're turnkey all wow. the time. You bring every, every single item. The TVs and everything. Everything. We want to do it all. Stereo systems, whatever they need. Yeah, the only time that a client may supply it, which is very common. Hey, I got two TVs. Sorry, I was just laughing because he said stereo system. Stereo system. <laughs> stereo systems are not applicable in an integration. You understand well, what I'm saying? I, I assume, like, you know, 
ceiling speakers yeah. and so on. Which right? is still stereo, so it's valid. <laughs> So Stereo like, zone. but it's not I got like a, an amplifier, cassette player, CD player. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. But <laughs> what, what's spoken at you? Eh? What's really interesting <laughs> is that I don't have any of this in my house, but I I bought a trailer, a forty three foot trailer, and oh. I can control it from my phone. Yeah, I can turn the heat on. The I can trailer turn the lights. On. Yeah, I can open the awnings. I can. And was it a diamond? No what trailer. Do you know the brand? Yeah, it's a Jacob. Got it. Designer. Got it. Fully loaded, man. Yeah. All computers. I don't understand half of the stuff. Yeah, my, yeah. my wife takes care of it. Yeah. I'm trying to learn. But wow, what a difference. I, I stand outside now and I open the awnings. Instead of being inside and peeking my head in and out, you know, I can connect That's all fascinating. the fascinating. You never surrounds. post or reply back to DMs on social media, but yet you're playing around with <laughs> app-enabled <laughs> That's awnings. That's why. That's why he's not replying. <laughs> Carlito but, just got busted. So to that, <laughs> to that point. So you're a little bit excited, to say the least, that, that you can control something through an app. Thrilled. Give you some control. Yeah, because now, I get to do a whole 360 of, of my of my motorhome. Okay. Where by myself inside, I can never do it, and I just get frustrated. So it's taken away stress and frustrations, and now I'm enjoying it. Okay, so now let's take that to the next level. Now we are going to be talking about the people that say automation is just everything on one app, and I'm okay with 20 apps. So take exactly what you're excited about. And now let's say that we have multiple technologies talking to each other. For example, you walk through your front door and the logic is if it's nighttime, give me a path of lights to my kitchen. No app needed, no app needed. Just open your door, let the system do the rest. If my alarm sounds in the middle of the night, flash my outside lights, raise every single light inside to 100%. So now you're bringing security to the table. This isn't about AV anymore, which is one of the other misconceptions, is that AV is just audio or video. I want sound in my kitchen. No, this is security. This is integration. It's a whole other level. Does that excite you a bit? Oh, totally. Or, or if my camera that is viewing my driveway gets motion, I want you to flash my outside lights to maybe get that thief away. What I'm make even more excited about, and you'll probably get excited about this. Well, gonna, the way you're smiling gonna, is making me I'm excited. Gonna, I'm going to, well, it's a podcast. <laughs> so you don't get to see the smile. <laughs> but um, I'm building a bed and breakfast, and I really want to control it not being there. I want to be able to let people in. I want to be able to, there's certain areas I don't want. I want, I don't want privacy. I want to be able to see you outside. I want to make sure that I've got that proof that someone hurts themselves or steals something. Liability. Yeah. yeah. I want to be able to put some toys in like some boats and some ATVs. And if you want to rent them, uh, I give you a code and, Temporary code. or I can open it myself. And now you can use it. You know, for the Dennis, day. That's a good question because I mean, anybody that knows his bed and breakfast is a two hour commute. So if you have, let's say a potential thief, Lights go off. Will that be enough of that to of a deterrent for them to take off, or do you need to lights go off and the music starts to kind of say? I mean, so that's up until now. Security is something we're looking to dabble into moving forward. See, that's another thing is that I quickly learned that home integration and security are two different animals. Completely right. Security guys don't like doing integration. Integration guys are not necessarily keen about security. They want to do. So we separate. love doing the security integration. That's our part. Yeah, yeah. They don't do that, but they are great with the alarm system yes. and the contacts and recommending where to put heat sensors in the furnace room and all that stuff. And then the monitoring. They do that. But we are that handover where let's make this security convenient. Path of lights, 
flashlights, stuff like that. We can send notifications. Window was open. So you're doing path of lights with control systems, and yes. you're you're going into each of the switches and dictating that this switch is going to control this area, so we can actually app enable control that, and that's how you're doing it. It's right? it's fairly simple. It's 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 computer communication. So the alarm itself has a module that talks to basically our computer, which is a control four processor. And, what if the house say, loses power? If the house loses power. Well, the the alarm system is on battery backup. Battery backup, but is there a battery backup for in certain parts of integration? There is, but it's it's not going to be. At that point, you're going to do a Jenny backup. Hundred percent. Because well, I've done you don't those need before. that. You could, if you get enough batteries, you you're good for a, over a week. Mm, not really. Because my tra my trailer, I don't even run it. Yeah. I got solar panels. Batteries charge up. Yeah. There's there's too many moving parts in in. In the whole aspect of the the control system, like you know, network switches, for example, running PoE, they're running power to all the devices connected to it. So it might be might be tough You're to run it. You're consuming a lot of power. Not a lot, no. but to run for a long time, it's it's a lot of power. No, you you You're know what? You are right Jenny, because dude. on my pickup truck, if I don't drive it for a week, the batteries die. I got one of those shutoffs now. I just shut the batteries off, and yeah. now there's no more power to the computer. My batteries are fine now. Yeah. You're right. You're, yeah. you're totally right. It, it's it's it, if you don't have a source of power like a wind turbine or solar panels and a good battery so system. When we put when we put battery backups or UPSs in the system, it's for one purpose only. It's to protect the hard drives. That's all that it's for. See, Carlito doesn't have a UPS. He's got a FedEx. <laughs> I don't. I don't use FedEx. <laughs> what what time is it, man? Oh, man, it's got to be uh, pick a bone time. Pick a oh, bone. Oh, you know what? That's a good one. Dennis. Yes. You got a construction bone to pick? Anything in your industry, your neck of the woods, what you dislike about the industry? Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's when other trades step on the grounds of an industry that they're not so fitted to be in. Example. I'd agree. You know, and, and, and I'll tell you, I'll be the first to say I know a lot of great electricians who can do decent AV work, you know. I know a lot of alarm guys that can do a little bit of AV work, but they are not that integration solution. So when they take on that, and then I, I come to the table, and then I have to kind of explain why the customer shouldn't really be going with quote A and should really be looking at quote B, and we're not more expensive. It's just you weren't really quoted anything, you know. That's I call it grind my gears. That grinds yeah, my gears. Yeah, that's a good point. It's you know? true because I've I've seen that before, but I've also um, I've seen electricians be respectful and back off, going, "Listen, I don't know that, but I can find somebody to do that." Listen, it's a different world, man. I own an electrical company. There's an Avis Electric Inc. It's great that my partner, who runs the electric side, came from the automation side, so he's well versed in it. But he also knows that there's a limit to how much they can provide to a client. And when it, as soon as it becomes the integration aspect or more, they bring us in, which is great because, you know, we're the same partners, so to speak, but they know, they know their place. And, and, and that's, they, and they won't try to say, Oh, you don't need that. Let us just give you this. No, it's if the customer has a demand or there's a requirement, bring in the right people for it. I got a bunch of questions. I want to ask you about, all garage door openers nowadays, you brought it up at the beginning of the show, they have battery backup. Mm -hmm. It's annoying. If you actually, is there a way to stop anybody from operating a garage door opener once you unplug it? 
because it's still operating for like 50 uses with you, the battery backup. With the battery backup. Yeah. So you mean how do I kill the security uh, breach? How do I app enable kill a a garage door opener with a battery backup? Yeah. It's not going to happen. See, that's I've asked LiftMaster, I've asked everybody, and I'm like, what if I actually want to stop that? Like prevent. So turn it off, like or disconnect it. Battery backup. Yeah, dis- disconnect the battery. So, yeah, so you'd have to disconnect the battery yeah. at that point. But the yeah. thing is, that's what I, I don't want to do. I want to app what? enable control it to stop it. To stop it. And I can't. So they. So I'm just saying that if someone is able to, uh, even if it's battery backup, as long as you can somehow disengage the safety cord on it, you can still get inside of it. So it's not really preventing anything. And all that LiftMaster provides is you can buy a $200 camera from Amazon or for yourself, put it on there to find the person who's breaking into your place. Oh, so they give you a camera so you can get a front row seat to see who's robbing your car or your garage. Exactly. It's amazing. So I had I had that question, and then, oh, man, I had Carlito's brain fart. I'm trying to figure it out here. Now. It's not my brain fart. It's your <laughs> brain fart. Man, I totally forgot Too the other Too much school. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, you know, it's funny that you guys are talking about garages right now because all my customers, they don't even see me at my door anymore or the, at their door anymore. I don't walk through the front door anymore. I don't use the front door anymore. It's always the garage. Because you don't live there. They're like, oh, you're here. <laughs> Go through the garage. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's kind of the thing. But, you know, why don't you get it like an, a 60-pound popper like you do off the low riders, <laughs> and you can put a pin in there, and on the button, no one can open the garage door. <laughs> but is your concern more about someone propping the garage door itself or, or enabling the opener to open your garage? Both. I just find that as much as that they put technology into it, They've disabled it. So they've made it to a point where you can't stop it, right? And and it's funny is that you can stop it when it's open and it's closing and it's got the sensors and all this other crap. And even if you touch it, depending on which system you go with, more of the higher-end openers, even if you just tap it, it stops it. It won't come down. It's all preventative stuff. But the thing is, if you want to break in, you can break in. That's what I find with it because of that battery backup. My side garage opener has a, a pin that comes out when the locks door closes. It. The locks, yeah, it locks which is it. pretty cool because it only takes it up to the first wheel, and then you can't pry it open, but you can lift it up enough to still crawl underneath. So that's weird. So that's why. <laughs> so I've got a gripe about that when it comes to those no, kinds of things. That's a good idea. Maybe we should invent something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It could be something simple. Yeah, I'm thinking of it right now. But then that's going to disengage the battery. See, that's what I mean, is that you literally have to go in and take apart what they've designed to help you when the power goes out, right? Yeah, no, what I'm saying is I can put something in line to disable and enable that battery at your... Yeah, because I love the idea of you saying, because here's the biggest problem, is that everybody... Listen, I just came up with the solution. I have a great solution. What's that? We can set up so that every time the garage door closes, we send a trigger to the control system that will kill power to the battery. Wow. Right. But how do you do that? You've got to. But then at the same time, kill power to the outlet running the garage because you have to do them both. Both. You got to do them both. Yeah, you have to. If you lose power, it's going to rely on power. So how do you turn it back on then? You you engage it again. You have to engage it again because the devices devices that you use to manually engage it again? No, no, through through your app. app. Through your app. Because you don't want to put on a timer. That's, That's a vulnerability. But we could say every time you close, disable power, but then you have to now turn those devices back on in order to get power again manually but that's, but man, isn't that or through the app it's got to be done through the app or you can do it on a timer but again like purpose. you could say every day at 9 a.m monday to friday 
turn back on so I can open my garage opener. But I mean, technology is great. And I don't know about most people, but on my smartphone, I mostly live on the first page with all my apps. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Whenever you start getting more, like I just downloaded a new one to create podcast videos for, for stories and stuff like that, which is Headliner. It's on the fifth page. But I just, it, you talked about apps. So when it comes to in a home, you've got your front doorbell app. You've got your smoky apps. You've got your light apps. You've got your garage door app. You've got all these apps. And you're talking about, so you bring all these apps together. Mm-hmm. And then you're putting it into one app. Is that the idea? Yeah. Control 4, which is the platform that we're certified in. Is it limitless? You can put as many as you want into it or no? So we are not actually putting apps into it. We are just controlling and integrating with the devices that work off those apps. Got it. Example, if we're controlling a MyQ garage opener, we are controlling that opener through Control 4 talking to MyQ. So you still have the MyQ app on the side. We are just now controlling it through another app hmm. no different than your cameras or climate integration or lighting it's all built right into it yeah i mean ecobee is great i love it it's same with ecobee yeah there's all kinds of stuff you'll now. still need your ecobee app just like you need your nest app for certain settings certain things control 4 gives you just the meat and potatoes that you need from it check your climate check your schedule create a schedule blah 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 stuff like that i find these apps are getting it very very expensive because i recently installed a skylight and i you know like it was velix that was chosen velix comes with either a wall mounted control panel or a remote control uh operator right but they offer an app now the problem is that if you were that remote either the wall mount or the hand one that comes with it it's like a 100 bucks it comes with the unit itself that's what you get already now if you want to actually app enable control that unit it's 400 dollars just for the app, just for the upgrade to get the app so you can control it now that way. So it's, they give you the modem to connect to it. I was going to say it's because of the module. Yeah, so that's what it is. Where we would come in is we would say, what is controlling that? And if it's a Somfy motor, then you probably got a Somfy remote. Does that motor have a dry connect that we can just talk to it? Because ah. now, now it's in our world. Now we're controlling it. You don't need the hub. Oh, I like that. Yeah. But then, but some, your price is what four hundred dollars. Pardon me. <laughs> What's your price on that? Four hundred dollars for me to open my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> then I need to get there. No, no. But it, I, I like all this integration things. I mean, I remember the first time I was at CES, which has got to be maybe I'm gonna say fifteen, maybe sixteen years ago. Would have wow. been the first time I've been to CES. I was at CES, uh, Consumer Electronics Show for mm-hmm. Carlito. Um, and uh, thanks, Manny. They had like <laughs> they had integrated backsplash TVs. Yeah, I never saw them take off. You know what I mean? I don't know how many people have you have you done a lot of those kinds of things. Backsplash, yeah. It's like a mirror TV. It basically, like kind of- yeah. When you look at it, it's it's nothing. It's tinted glass, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you can just hit a, a button or whatever, or an app, and then it turns on, and then you got the TV right there in the backsplash, right? There's a few that I've done. Uh, Sierra is yes. one of the brands. I've heard that. Yeah. Honestly, I can count on my hand how many times we've done them. I'm not a big fan of them. Sometimes you have no choice but to put something like that in because there's no wall space. But there's a nice large mirror where you can use a portion of it for a television. And that, that works out well. I actually have a client in uh, Schaumburg doing one above his fireplace, believe it or not. 
And I'm looking at Manny because he doesn't like that. I don't either. Do I? Even even, <laughs> listen, with, a bl- even with a blower, I don't I, like it's a it. Mirror. I'm, I'm particular, right? So it's like, listen, I, you're old enough for this. If you're gonna have a fireplace, you're looking at the fireplace. Yes, I know, but I, I don't get it. But every home, every Karen and puts the TV over the fireplace. And why man? that high? <laughs> why just, that just high? My brother did it too, and I was like, he's installed. Can you give me a hand putting this TV here? And I was like, where's it going? Over the fireplace. Oh, you know fuck. what, Manny? How many times customers? think that's like the big one that's the big ticket item oh i want a tv over the f-. and i'm like don't do it man so it, your tv's gonna spurn so dennis this is yeah. not about carlito this is about you <laughs> um i wanted to ask you one thing that i haven't done in a kitchen which i think actually would be really well received is a vertical touchscreen tv mm. and the reason why is because two two reasons i enjoy and a lot of clients enjoy watching or having some sort of background TV show or music in the actual kitchen area while they're prepping, cooking, getting Huge. things ready. But there are those recipes that back in the day, a lot of homeowners had books and books and books. And there was that section in the kitchen that had all the books, the cooking books that nobody read. But if you're online and you got a touch screen, you could just go right online, get the recipe and start swiping and getting through it and figuring out how to cook it. Yeah. But if you integrate it on the side of a gable or something like that, I've always wanted to do that. I've always suggested it, but it's never happened. That'd guys, be beautiful. Have you guys want done something like that? Not a pop-up. It's actually on the wall surface or on, on the, the side of a gable or part of a panel or something like that. But it's on, it's in your cooking area. It's in your prep area. But it has to be vertical because the top portion would have your music, your TV program that you're watching. Bottom portion would have, or vice versa, would have web access to get to the recipe. That's really cool. I know that the newer fridges have that. Like it's more yeah, Android-based and they have the large touchscreens on there. I think that's super convenient. It may not always be a convenient spot to be looking at the fridge for that. I'm not sure. Because you'll be in the way, right? Yeah. People want to go to the fridge, right? Yeah. yeah. With us, a lot of times for the kitchen, I'd say 85% of the time we're putting in a touchscreen for the control system. So it doesn't give them web access. It's primarily to control all aspects of the home. Yeah. But another one that we do the rest of the time is iPads where they can have it on the wall, pull it away. I find they're too small. And I, I, I just find that you can... I've, how many times have I dropped a cup? It's like like you break it. So you'll yeah. drop an iPad and it'll get dented. So I just that's why I find that either go to McDonald's and steal their menu board the there. Kiosks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and take it and put it in there, right? So yeah. it's like that joke that guy sold the TV to somebody and he turned it on and it had like McDonald's burgers on it, right? So I know that's, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. It's all burgers. Right? It's but just, there's a there's a there's actually a nice product that if you've ever seen the iPads that pull away from the wall, yeah, you can get it as big as the iPad Pros. Not just that. When you take it from the wall, you also supply them with a tabletop version of it. It's basically a magnetic charging base. And when you clip it onto the base, nice. you're allowed to go like landscape or portrait. Got it. So when you take it from the wall, you're not just trying to like prop it up on the counter where it's going to fall. It goes on the base station of the counter. And now you have it on a nice 45 degree angle at your fingertips. So what are some of the things, Dennis, that I was never a fan of curved TVs Same. and 3D TVs? Same. I can't stand 3D I cinema. Both. I'm, of course you do, because you <laughs> listen to music on 8-track. Um, I was never a fan. 8-track? And, and, uh, 8-track. <laughs> so, I mean, with Cameron coming back and he's finally going to be releasing Avatar 2, which I'm not looking forward to watching Smurfs in the Forest again, but now it's all <laughs> Smurfs underwater. And he, I'm sure he's going to make millions and billions and billions of dollars of it, whatever. But the thing is that he was a huge proponent of 3D, and I never liked it. I never liked any technology that 
constantly reminded me that you're looking at technology. Yeah. Technology, just like your phones, have to be integrated into just your life. That's right. So it's a part of it. It's an extension of it. But the moment that you're chirping, hey, by the way, this is 3D. This is a curved TV. This is, it's annoying. It doesn't work. I feel like you want to say something. Well, I do. <laughs> because earlier on, Dennis said he loves porn. What? I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say that. I don't remember that. You mentioned that. porn. I don't remember that. Oh, you said you love him. You're going to love no, him. No, 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 no. I said I, I, I went to CS, what I want to tell you, AVN. What I want to tell you is I, I got a 3D porn. And what? Dude, it changed my life for 3D. <laughs> okay. Carlito recently posted some story about if you watch too much porn, it adds to anxiety and depression. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and friction burn. <laughs> so he's definitely are you, not watching enough. He's super happy. Are you glad that that kind of crap is gone? Is that crap going to come back? Is there something in the home integration business that you dislike? That you you feel that it's it's just too much. It doesn't make any sense. Oh man, that's a good question. The curved TVs definitely was never a fan of. That made no why, sense. Why why is that? Because the, I enjoy it. The curved TV. In the optimal position, it's it's fantastic. The concept is fine. At but home, at home, it's a large screen at the right height. Yes, it does go with the you know the contours of our eyes and and whatever. But when you're looking at a 42 inch TV, a curved TV has not two. Yeah, but who has a 42 inch TV? Everything's like 65, 70. I'm just saying, right? Still, you're 10 feet back. That's 65 inches, like that 42 inch at seven feet back. It's it's still you're still looking at a small screen. It's not big enough to really take in. Yeah, it serves no purpose. Well, I, it's a marketing we, ploy. At my house, we don't believe in televisions in the bedroom, but we have a television just for movies to unwind and, and yeah. watch TV. Huh? You know, so you have a television. So in the I bedroom. have a seventy inch in my room. <laughs> it's three D round. But so I, no, Dr. Dr. Like Carlito to, just said that we don't. He, <laughs> so we don't have cable. We don't actually watch television. We just watch movies. Got it. So when oh, we have, I see what you mean. When we do have time to just kind of unwind and just relax, it's either a book or my wife reads a book. I usually watch porn. Tor- like not porn. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Dude, I'm 50. We were brought up on it. <laughs> no, we were brought up on Sears catalogs. Okay. That's what we were brought up consumers. on. Consumers. <laughs> consumers. You remember? Well, was that the Scratch and Sniff magazine? No. <laughs> consumers Electronics would be, that's basically Amazon 40 years ago. Yeah. That's yeah. what, and you tell any kid today about consumers electronics, you're like, hang on a sec, you walk in and you look but at a catalog and you pick something and then they get it to you. It wasn't electronics, it was just consumers, right? No, it you're was right. Any, it was any product. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't think but, it was, con- but it was electronics, a, right? They were, no, they had electronics. But it wasn't called consumers electronics. It was just called consumers. I thought it was called consumers electronics. I remember going to Dufferin Mall to pick up my orders with my mom. Wow. Dufferin Mall is, is not there anymore, right? They knocked it down, right? They did? They did? I thought they're knocking it down. That's DuPont Dufferin Galleria. That one. They're, oh, they're don't knocking, scare the, me. That's the, where I buy my I mean, television. I saw. I saw <laughs> a condo downstairs sign. at like Dufferin Mall 101, or it's the very bottom. Yeah, he's got Duffer the greatest Mall? deals. Yeah. For anybody who's not he's in gone. Toronto, you have no Is idea what we're gone? talking about. He's gone. No, talking about uh, uh, yeah. Mike. Wow. Yeah. Well, his last gone. television's been so good, I haven't had to wow. buy it. Yeah, I've got to go back. <laughs> Carlito, let's have a little fun. What do you want to do now? History with Manny. <laughs> By the way, this is going really well, Dennis. Honestly, this is great, man. This yeah, is, this is this great. This is valuable no, I, information. I love how cool and casual. This is the funnest I've ever had Kay. on a topic like this. What nice. is Croatia famous for? Oh, 13 things Croatia is famous 13 for. 13 inches. No, no. <laughs> 13 things. Number oh, one. Nude beaches. 
No. <laughs> Beaches. Mm, beautiful islands. So here are the 13 things from Croatia <laughs> that they're known for. Game of Thrones. Yes. What? Gorgeous waterfalls. Yes. Red tourism. I don't know what hmm? that means. I don't know what that is. The Balkan Wars. Okay. World Cup football. Of course. Beautiful islands. Ancient Roman ruins. You were mentioning that too. Yeah. That we were yeah, talking because to the Italians there. took all our trees. Uh, Dalmatians. Dalmatians yeah. come from Croatia. They come from Dalmatia. Wow. Mm. This I'm gonna That's, leave. This, I'm gonna leave this one for the last one. It's actually Zadar. because I find yeah. this hilarious. Mm. So Croatian honey. Wow, I never even heard of that. Fabulous Christmas markets. <laughs> You're gonna be drunk for sure. Guaranteed pa- pag, warm wine. Pag chi, pag cheese, P A G pag cheese. Okay. Lavender fields. All right. And the thirteenth thing that Croatia is famous for. You got a drum roller? <laughs> Neckties. Yes, of course. <laughs> really? Yeah, they invented the cravata. The cravata was the first uh, first tie. Wow. What are the houses in Croatia made out of? Mostly. Oh, rock and concrete. From stone. On stone. the ground floor, there were shops or taverns uh, seen today in such cities as Porak, Rab, Zadar, Trorik, Greg, and Split. Rijeka, yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. Uh, are Croatians hospitable? Of course. Croatian hospitality is best observed when you go into someone's home. The guest is treated to at least two and probably three helpings of food. Yeah, large. With all the trimmings, yeah, the finest drinks brought out, everything and stuff like that. Top 10 Croatian inventions. I do know that they have the fastest electric car. No. <laughs> okay. It's not on that list. So the, ne- the, ne- <laughs> the necktie, necktie is Kravata. one of the first ones. They invented the parachute. Oh. What, you don't want to jump and not fucking have some more <laughs> <land. laughs> <laughs> so lady was just throwing them out, I guess. <laughs> okay, so in uh, the water cannons. You guys invented water cannons. I had never knew that at you all. You guys invented the torpedo. That wow. I can see. You guys invented the electric light bulb with a metal filament. Tungsten. Wow. Franjo Hanaman. Interesting. The mechanical pencil is creation. What? Yes. The mechanical pencil. Like lead pencil? Yes. Is creation. Well, hang on a second. (laughs) (laughs) Then the the tenth thing that they invented was a pure pure tick power block by uh, Mario Puritic. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Wow. That was History with Manny. So moving along along with Dennis. Okay. (laughs) Avis and Concepts, Inc. www.avisandconcepts.com. DC... At avisandconcepts.com and on Instagram it's avis underscore concepts underscore inc. Carlito, where you want to go, bro? Well, first I want to say something I haven't been able to say. I know that they don't have a video yet, but that will be online soon. I love your shirt, man. Thank it's you. A sick <laughs> shirt. I've been checking <laughs> it out the whole time. Thank you. So, how um, is that printed? How can that be printed? This was done by Mike Relaza, Toronto artist. If you guys don't know him, look him up on Instagram. Emily. Yeah, I was checking so, it out the whole time, man. He's he's so talented, and I gave him four white sweaters, and I said, I'm giving you no guidance. Oh, so these are one-offs. Yeah, if you can feel the paint right on him. Wow. Yeah, and I just said, uh, here's our logo, and just, just paint away, and just do whatever. Did a good job. Thank you. That's very, very cool. Yeah, sorry, I had to throw it in there. Thank you. Uh, he's, another he's another awesome. thing that's not really about your, your business or the talk, but... 
because you started with the speakers collecting them from the uh, garbage. In Croatia, we used to collect all the wires and make slingshots <laughs> and then kill things with them. <laughs> Sling, you, a wire can kill anything. <laughs> but you stretch. So we'd that? make like little horse. Like we'd actually make like wrap wire, make a slingshot, then get rubber elastics. And then we would make like little horseshoes. And you take that, man. And when that releases, buddy, you wow. do not want to be in the way of that. That's a cutter. <laughs> so while he's killing things, I'm wrapping wire around <laughs> yep. toilet, toilet paper and magnets. Accessory well, sound out accessory of this. We were talking murder. about Croatia, so I figured awesome. I might as well add it in. Accessory to murder. These are the questions that you want to ask a home integration. No, 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 no. No, this was just for fun. How can I make a slingshot? Do you guys have any speaker wire left over? <laughs> well, you know, it's about survival, right? No. Uh, uh, back... Back to business. I just want to have some fun there. <laughs> That's um, awesome. What are you doing to get into guys' heads like mine? Like, how are you getting contractors that are building basements and houses that aren't using this? What are you doing to get in contact with me? Like, what are the things you're doing? It's word of mouth. I'm, oh. it, yeah, for us, it's I, it's it's all word of mouth. To be honest with you, Instagram's been fantastic, only because we get to express really who we are and what we do. Um, so there's a lot of we get a lot of clients from there. But I would say just directly and indirectly, it's, it's pretty much all word of mouth. Us going directly to contractors, to be honest, we don't do that a lot. They usually come to us, you know, whether it's their client that said, hey, I, I have a friend and they're happy with the company they used. Or um, the home show is something that did very well for us. And we're hoping it stays this year because so they've been shut down twice. Are you, are you doing at least rough-ins for like, okay, yeah. so for my customers that don't want to pay for that right away and they want to do a second stage later on so do you do rough-ins for guys like me i kind of read that from the question you asked me because you first said you know how do i get in contact with contractors like you what i thought you meant was how can i cater but maybe that's what your second Same question is yeah. okay so catering to contractors what we always like to say is pre-wire to the gills and install what you need wire it up now the client may not even think about speakers right now. They're thinking about plumbing, electrical, countertops, fireplaces, and finishes to the gills. But let's at least get the wires in place. Some rooms we won't even expose it. We'll reference where it is, keep it behind the drywall, get to it later. Some rooms they know exactly where they want it in the kitchen. We'll line it up with the pots or the track light, whatever the case is, get those you know, taken care of. And what we also say to the contractors as well is, how about for alarm or security? Mm -hmm. They're going to do cameras later. We're going to get into their soffits later. It's just a lot easier to do at the beginning stages. Let's run these wires. So not getting personal, yeah. but anybody building a custom house for just say like, I want to get into building homes right now and then I'm going to sell it to somebody. What are the things that have to be in there? In the integration today? world? Yeah. So that people know that they have to have this in a house. Main floor lighting control with aesthetics, number one. That's top of my list. I say lighting control and aesthetics because most people say lighting control just through an app. That means nothing. It's got to look like a million bucks. You're walking into a $50,000, $60,000 kitchen, and you have a bank of six switches on the, on the wall. Mm. Ugly. That, doesn't that. Fly, that doesn't fly by no, me. No, you're right. I you're love totally that. right. So, 12 screws. I yeah. love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When, when one, one time screw I is did. off, when one <laughs> screw is off, I'm sweating. I'm smacking any electrician <laughs> that's not using screwless plates these days, yeah. man. I don't care. I'm sorry. Yeah, and in, in my world, if you're doing lighting control, you should have the aesthetic portion to it. One keypad, multiple function on it, not too much. Because now if you're controlling six loads with one keypad, well, what's the point? 
lighting scenes is where it's at. Another thing on the list, touchscreen inside of the kitchen. One, access to their climate control, replaces the thermostat. Two, access to their alarm system, see what's going on around the house, audio zones, see what TVs are on, send announcements throughout the house, all that kind of stuff. So touchscreen, lighting control with aesthetics. Basic cameras, front door, driveway, left side, right side, and rear. Wow. Five cameras is always the Sounds minimum. like a lot of work, man. And it's not. It's really not. To me, that is bare minimum. And yeah. we've done a lot for some That's builders. part of like the 25 to 30 package that we talked earlier. That could even be less, Manny. Because, really? Because a lot of times they're not supplying the TVs for that project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the TVs are wired. So there's no video connections. There's no wireless remote controls. So you're taking away a lot of the pieces of that puzzle. But it's wired for that for that customer who buys it. So the second question to the, that question kind of goes off of Manny's other question. Part B. Part B, <laughs> C. If I want to rough in. And I don't want them, the, the pads, and I don't want the, the brains up. I just want to put conduit in. and you want a future wire it, that's all. on a 3,000-square-foot home yeah. to have everything you need, even if you're not using it. How much are we looking at? Not holding you on anything. Yeah, hard to say. because oh, oh, no, uh, no, Hold yeah. on there. Hold on there. I'm the homeowner. I'm going to tell you right now. My electrician will just run those wires for me. There you go. Run them right beside. Well, I guess he can do your framing and drywall all then. <laughs> He'll actually tie it around all the electrical wires. Oh, that's wires. perfect. Yeah. Well, we're not talking to that homeowner anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I think the rule of thumb is uh, every four feet, you then have to go 90 degrees Cross. of electrical. Yeah. yeah. So. so just a rough, like if I'm going to quote a job and I say I want to, I'm doing the bed and breakfast. Yeah. I want to know what I need to rough in for. Yeah. There will never be an off the top of my head price that doesn't exist. It does, yeah. You can have one person who has a 3000 square foot home with 12 audio zones and a guy in a 10,000 square foot home with two audio zones. So the labor intensity is just max to minimum, so to speak. But on average for, you said a 3000 square foot home. Yeah. A client's looking at 35 to 4,500 bucks to rough everything in. That's not bad. It's not bad. And then you can add on as you know what you want. Well, it's just, that's just roughed in. That's wiring in place, conduit, labor. You, you can terminate as you go along. So you can spend all the money on all your terminations at that point. Terminations. Whatever it is. The speakers, then, cameras. Then it's the devices, right? That's what it is, yeah. TVs, the video being sent from the AV rack down in the basement to all the televisions. Those are all the pieces. That's all the meat and potatoes, they the call meat it. Meat and potatoes, yeah. yeah. So I found Carlito's brain fart. EMF. Oh, I was going to get into that because you're big about that. EMI? EMF. EMI would be the record company or the record. EMF. Electromagnetic field. Okay, so for me, it's electric magnetic, electrical magnetic interference. Interference? Yes. Okay, all right. Yeah, it is a field. Yeah, I've always, I've always known it and, as, as... And from that field, we get interference, so, so that's why I say You EMI. guys are getting clients that are coming up to you going, listen, I need to EMF, EMI, my home. Do you, you guys tackle that? No. Nope. Never. So I did it once. And the whole I time the did. I was reluctant about it. I didn't know anything about it. But everybody I spoke to and the whole automation guys that I was dealing with at the time, they pulled me aside and they said, it's all bullshit, Manny. I'm no sorry, way. but it's all bullshit, right? It's not bullshit. It's okay. So here's my argument. Only from my experience. And I'll tell you. Yeah. No. So here's the thing. This, this is what my, there was a contradiction going on here. How many cell phone towers Exactly. You know where I'm going, right? In a any area of a downtown core, there's a contradiction here because you've got politicians that are 
saying we need we need to reduce the amount of those waves coming from these towers, but yet everybody's asking for more connectivity. Mm-hmm. So you need to increase the amount. So you're getting kickbacks and all this money, so it's bullshit. So the point is that there are so many cell phone towers. Now you've got those waves that are not being blocked by bricks and windows and everything like that. So you can go in your home and use electromagnetic paint, which is basically a black paint that has copper in it. And then you can ground it to a box, and that's supposed to stop the signal around your bed when you're sleeping. But it doesn't stop the waves that are coming in from all these towers around you Mm-mm. or from your neighbor if you're a semi-detached. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was saying... So you what could, would be the purpose of Exactly. That? So you spend all this money to get what I call a Ghostbuster guy to come in here with his guide counter and he starts telling you, well, you know, I can see where the your neighbor has the cordless phone. I can see where the, your neighbor has the TV receiver. I can see all this shit. So you might as well do all this in your home. But the thing is, the moment you open up the door or you just the windows or whatever, it's going through the house. What's the purpose of it? Now, I still respect EMF or EMI or whatever it is when it comes to MS, right? The disease. Um, because it does contribute. And it like if you lower it, if you protect yourself. But you have to literally create what's known as um uh, there was a name of it metal something there's a, a it starts with an f of of um for for a fryer cage or something like that fryer cage like, there's a metal cage that you're supposed to put all your components in and this cage has got a um a, a metal reducing lead in it or something i don't know it's something there's a fryer i can't remember what exactly what it is hmm. i'm not the scientist here right so there is that that's what they're saying the ghostbuster guy was telling me that you're supposed to take all these components and put it inside here right which components your receiver, cell your cell phones, all the, all this shit. But in today's technology-based world, we've always been told that don't sleep with your cell phone right next to your head yeah. at home. Turn off your phone, leave it downstairs, all that shit, because it does affect your brainwaves and all this other crap. But the thing is, now you've got Wi-Fi in the house, and you got to That's my next yeah, question. Yeah, so you, technically what the Ghostbuster guy was telling me, he was like going to me, you need to have a switch for every single bed that kills all the power around the bed. Get out of here. To prevent all this stuff. And so they've there's no truth or no truth to it. This is the same guy was telling me that if you buy a Tesla, you're in the center of that field. That's what I heard. With the batteries in the front and the back. But everybody's going electric cars. Yeah. So everyone's got their cell phone to their ear. Yes. You go downtown, you're in P three and you still have cell signal. Yes. So it's like you can do whatever That's you want huge. to protect yourself, and all of a sudden, you can protect yourself all you want. You still have all this around you the moment you step outside, the moment yeah. you get into your car. But you're using a hardwired system. Hardwired, so, but Wi-Fi is still being produced. But yeah. less, because I, I also saw a video the other day where someone had a, a radiation meter, yeah, and they had their phone on air, air what is airplane it mode. Yeah, airplane mode. Anyways, I never use it. Uh, and you don't fly there, much. There was nothing red coming up. <laughs> like it, it was just, you know, I showed a nice little green light and was fine. Yeah. And then they put it to the second stage. And then when it got to Bluetooth, this thing was going off like crazy. And it was like three feet away. Yeah. And then she turned it off. And then she started working her way down back to normal. And you, I couldn't believe the frequencies. But that's with so many things. Like there's certain key fobs from certain manufacturers that are actually transmitting and receiving at the same time so wow. that's just one example so many things if something is wi-fi enabled or bluetooth enabled it has to not just receive 
but send. Yes. The communication is constant. I know what we can do, and Manny. our cars, our homes, our phones. Can I so, tell you my experience with the EMI? Yeah, Hold yeah, your yeah, thought. yeah go I'm going to write it down. My experience with the EMI, when I said it was real for me, is we had this house in Etobicoke. I will never forget where our equipment was, was on the back wall of the elevator shaft. Okay. I, like the, yeah, the elevator shaft, that's what you call it, right? Okay. So it's on the back wall of it, and that is where all the trunks going up to the top floors. So the, all the electrical runs were in there. And our wires were near them, but still in the cavity going way up to the top floor or whatever. We had the worst experience with the remote controls we were doing. One device was controlling another. I don't mean a remote that you point to like a basic remote. I mean a, a remote that at the time was talking through radio frequency meaning the receiver would take our signal and distribute it to a device particularly that we're talking to, let's say an Apple TV. We would talk to the Apple TV, but yet the DVD player would react. And we're talking to the DVD player, and then the cable box would react. And we are discreetly talking to it. So I'm not trying to get techie here, but we are discreetly one direction talking straight to one device, and all the devices are reacting to it. We never had that in the history of... What so we what do, was going on? We summed it up to EMI. There's interference from the electrical because when we ran test cables, bypassing our feeds to our system, taking it just on the floor, on the you know ceramic floor, and those problems were gone. But anytime we used the wire that was in the wall, we were getting that kind of interference. So what was it? Because you were too close to all the electrical. The elevator makes sense for everybody, mechanically speaking, to go straight through. To the go house. up. Yeah. Yeah, including you guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in, in hindsight, I guess you, if they were there, you wouldn't be there. You yeah. would have to find another path. That's right. I'm trying to remember what our solution ended up being. It's been so long. I can't remember. It obviously stemmed from us testing and bypassing where our wire was coming from. And that's where we chalked it up to EMI. Never have I ever had that happen again? Like I never, I only had it once. And that was the only scenario where our wires traveled such a long distance be, beside so many other electrical wires. Not just a couple, like there was the trunk, right? This is kind of like whatever, kind of weird, but I have a Shungite stone from Russia and it's about, it's the size of a brick. I paid a couple hundred bucks for it. My wife got us to get this and it stops these frequencies. The weirdest thing about this conversation is, you're going to find this really weird, is I was having a hard time sleeping. Mm -hmm. And didn't matter what I did, how exhausted I was, I couldn't sleep. I'm the guy that has the cell phone by the bed. I use it for my alarm clock. I use it for everything, right? She got me this stone. And since she got me this stone, I don't know if it's the size of it, how it affects me. I now sleep like a baby. Hmm. So, can I have this stone? Yeah. yeah you no, can. I'm serious. Like, where do you get this stone? Uh, it's usually like... You can go to Russia or like, Ukraine right now. No, 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 no. They, they sell, <laughs> yeah, I, I live at Bathurst and Bloor. There's, there's like, a, I think there's a few planes going there right now. It's mm -hmm. kind of like a uh, cheap flights. <laughs> they sell, they sell all kinds of stones and herbs and stuff like that. Like they're not natural paths there, but the, the, it's like very hippie-ish kind of like, yeah, you know, healthy kind of living hipsters. Anyways, I bought that stone, and I swear to you, I can't believe the difference now. I don't have anything to test the frequencies or anything like that. But since I've had this stone, I don't know if it's coincidence, but it has actually been working. And if you look it up, Shangite. Shangite. Yeah. Shangite. Yeah. If you look it up, it 
shows all these properties that it has and the Russians use it too, right? I would never say I would never attest like I would never disagree with that. There's there's some pretty cool things happen like with stones and stuff like that. You hear a lot of that. I don't yeah. know enough about it, but I would never say no, that's not true. That's there's got to be and you know, I've I my wife has stones, she sells stones, but I never I've never been affected by a stone. Yeah. In my experience, yeah, like I'm very open-minded to it. Yeah, They're really surprising that I'm sleeping very well. That's so for me, it's working. Yeah. Well, there are there's so many stories about that and, and force fields around certain areas with certain stone and rocks around it. That's well, Manny's been developing a foil hat for people. <laughs> Everyone knows that's bullshit. Okay, <laughs> if anybody wears a hat here, it's Carlito. <laughs> so, do you do trailers and stuff like that? Because <laughs> No, no, listen, my, my trailer is in a couple hundred thousand have, dollars. So. We have an automated trailer. Oh, okay, great. So, But would you deck out a trailer? Like he's asking, would you so, home integrate a trailer? So there's prefabricated home trailers, and then there's fifth wheeler trailers. Which type are you I talking? I have a fifth wheel. Fifth wheel trailer. Yeah. But yours is a pretty high-end one. Yeah. So it actually has. It already a, had it. I just bought a couple other features to it. So it's yeah. running 120 volt in there, right? Yeah. So why couldn't we? 100%. There's a lot of homes in Shirkston Shores, by the way, that are automated by us. Oh, wow. really? Yeah. Cool. Well, we, I've had a place there. My partner has a place down there. For the listeners, do you travel to, say, Belleville, Picton? We've got a project right now on Highway 2 in Belleville. No way. We're Kingston Road. Or, uh, yeah, Kingston on Road. Highway, yeah. On Highway, highway two. 2. Old Highway 2. 62 and 2? Or I don't know the other one, but it's a massive property on the water there, actually, right at the wow, water. Wow, that's where yeah. my house is, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Our crew right now is in Windsor. Windsor? That's, that's You're going that far? That is why I wasn't here at 5.30 like I wanted to be, because I was oh. helping the crew prepare one of our AV racks that he literally had to take up to meet the rest of our crew You were still on time. Yeah. No, sure. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Dennis, is that how do you talk the client off the, ha- the hill? Because I know that you meet clients, and they'll show you... We want everything, all this other shit. Then the price is presented. Yeah. Then the wife comes on, and I don't understand why we need all these things. Yeah. It's the one line item in construction that it's driven more by the man than it is by the woman. So how do you talk the clients off that that edge? Of spending too much or not spending enough? Spending too much. It's easy to spend a lot Mm -hmm. with with your industry. I, I respect all the stuff. The first time I ever saw it was probably 12 years ago where I went into... Uh, a showroom which was a condo in Wellington there Wellington in Portland and I, I got an invite I walked in there and he had all kinds of integration we were going in there it was the the uh, the shades it was like all the power consumption it was the the TVs the lights everything it was the music it was all controlled it was beautiful the show was great the sales pitch was wonderful price tag $250,000 mm-hmm. and I was like you, you're out to lunch I'm sorry man you're out to lunch right yeah so how do we, because clients were like, I want those motorized drapes. I want the I sound system. I want the integration iPad in the kitchen, in the bedroom, in the bathroom. I want, Kohler has Connect now. So you yeah. can go and do all that stuff, connect with Amazon, all crap, right? So how do we talk them down? Because they don't have, they don't know what this costs. I think, I think it's, so based out of my experience, so first of all, a lot of times husbands do drive it because they like the tech stuff. And a lot of times... The women, they actually want the security lighting aspect Makes of it sense. the most. Yeah. So we, we, we love to cater to both. We want to make sure both are happy, wife happy first, for sure. Once you present the quote, 
You're married, by the way, I could tell. Yes. <laughs> you said that. Happily married, happily married. <laughs> uh, once you present the quote with everything that they asked for, you know, reaching for the stars, it kind of happens naturally when they're like, whoa, that was a lot. We weren't expecting that. And I'm like, we can go up from here and we can go down from here. Then it's just a matter of putting things in perspective. Okay, you guys wanted 60 motorized shades in your house. <laughs> Do you need to put shades on all these windows? No. Did you need to go with the Ferrari of these shades? Can we not look at other brands you want to go with? I went with what you suggested. You don't really need to go with that. Then you just kind of start to you know, give different options. And then they're, they're very understanding at that point because... Well, depending on the client. We have a client right now in Collingwood who was dead set on a specific shade type. And that shade type is the highest in the industry, period. So out of their whole project, the shades is about 50-something percent of the cost Holy of the automation cow. project. I am not joking. I still do this. <laughs> well, so I'm just showing you how we can go from here to here. It's very slick, and but I'm not a fan of the battery-operated ones. Neither am I. Like That makes no sense to me. Even Kohler, talking about that, it was just they had a battery-operated uh, touchless toilet. Mm -hmm. And when they introduced it to me, I said it's going to fail. And yeah. sure enough, it fails because every four to six months, you have to open up the tank, put your hand it's in there, and change the batteries. And I'm like, yeah. nobody's going to want to do that. Yeah, and I don't like battery shades because... In order to maintain the, the life of the battery, they have to put it to sleep. When you put it to sleep, how do you send a control command? Mm. So when a client goes to open a shade, I don't want to tell a client, do you mind doing that three or four times to wake it up? Now, when the house is done and, oh, we forgot to put a shade in the garage. That's different. Okay, well, now you're going to deal with the fact that you may have to hit it a couple times to wake it up, right? Mm -hmm. That's the only part I don't like about the battery. But other than that... A few manufacturers do battery shades, I have to say, very well. Do they? Some of them do it very, very well. still pricey. I mean, it's convenient. Sure. And I was just joking earlier where I was just making the signal that I was turning the uh, yeah. the dowel or whatever it was. Yeah. I, I do that every morning when I wake up, right? Because I like sleeping blackout. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's important. Blackout sleeping, right? Yeah. So uh, I got a quick question for you before I want to move on and on, on, go down the yes. list. Green book time? Uh, no, OBC. <laughs> no. Uh, Green Book time. Okay. Okay. I've done we'll do, two. It's your fine. turn. That's now, Green Book time. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. You'll Manny. learn. It's okay. You'll find Manny, out. It's fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, first, uh, first, I wanted to say um, you guys have a great dynamic. By the while way. we were <laughs> thanks, uh, <laughs> uh, it's the Croatian Portuguese thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, all Portuguese hate Croatians. <laughs> it's not true. Not true at all. Um, the resale. I really want to talk about the resale real fast while we were on the topic of this before we change subject. Is there resale value on all this, or is it a loss? I just experienced it myself with the house that I just sold, my my personal home. There is. So There's, people buy it because of that. That is exactly what the realtor told us. Wow. Because I was saying, hey, I'm taking this out. This isn't staying. It's going to my other house. And the, the response was, that is one of the reasons why she wants this wow. house. Touchscreens up and down, like top floor, main floor, speakers throughout. Rock speakers, pool speakers. When you experience it for the first time, tell you, man, it's like heated toilet seats. Yep. You will never sit down on a cold toilet seat ever yep. again. If or you heated try floors, for heated example, floors. in a washroom. <laughs> These days, is or pop outs out in the wilderness. Is a pool an advantage <laughs> or a disadvantage in for resale? Me, for me, it's an advantage. I, yes. I like it. It is. And home yeah. automation, I think, is the same thing. I totally agree. But 
I know a lot of people don't use it and it's a disadvantage. Mm. I think I think COVID made it a huge advantage because what we sold our small home for because of the pool, like we put all our money in the backyard of our home. Good for you. Small home, which meant large backyard. People live in backyards. The re- the, the selling of that house was huge for us. It, it was the it was the record in our neighborhood. Wow. wow. For this, it was a 1498 square foot home. We got just under a mill in Alliston. So, you know, do the math. That's pretty serious. But you don't need but big, man. You don't. You don't. So you're in Toronto. It got you the just right need to be smart. It got the right buyer. She had a couple of kids. Nice pool in the backyard. I seen the music going when they were visiting the house. They were playing with the music. Wow. So I'm like, they're taking a liking <laughs> to this. You know? He wasn't even there and he was watching what they were playing. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I could just see that the zones are on, right? Kitchen turned were on. Were you realistic with your house? Was there anything that you felt that you didn't have or you shouldn't have had in your own home? I should have had motorized shades all around. I didn't. Wow. Yeah, I didn't. So you, that, thank the, you to my wife. What's the primary purpose? My of, wife's very frugal. Of motorized shades. The is primary it, purpose? Yeah, the primary. Is it more for evening privacy? And climate control. Climate control climate is huge. So, so the whole sun pouring in during the winter months and making the room too hot. Yeah. But that's good during the winter. Yeah. Because that's yeah. natural, so, natural and you energy. Still, you still want to keep it creeped up because of the condensation. You don't yeah. want to fully close it because that's a barrier, right? Yeah. The shades actually work really good. as a. No, but you are right. That's yeah, another topic. Right. A totally. lot of people don't realize it, but they always say when they buy a new home, they close their curtains and they've got condensation and mold around the windows yeah. and it's all because of curtains. Yeah. You're blocking it. Yeah. Right. So we actually in the integration world in the winter months, we have the shades stay up two inches. So seasonally, you change the programming. We it, automatically we do it. Oh, we, really? We do it ahead of time. Wow. Yeah. There's no Clients moisture have, sensor, though. No, no. We just do it time of year. OK. Right. Time of year. So winter months, they'll when the shade goes down, client doesn't think about it. But one day the logic switched in the program. So, so they don't even stays. know. No. That's funny because when I do quotes, I do things in quotes that. I don't allow them to change because I won't do it that way if I don't have that in there. That's God. brilliant. Yeah. I love hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've already considered something for them that they would never think about it because too much information. Yeah. It is too much information. Yeah. And uh, and stuff like that, to be honest with you, that's just part of the nature of the stuff we do. Okay. So we're going to do Green Book now. One mm-hmm. of the things that I feel that you probably do the most is you probably do a lot of ladder so, work. So the Green Book is a safety book. That stupid two-inch thick Green Book. Literally, it's green with all the rules and regs about safety. That's right. Got it. It's important. It's not stupid. So do you, go, you, do you say 50% or 60% or 70% of your homes that you go into to put all this automation into, are they brand new homes? We do a lot of retrofit. Okay. So I would say about 75% of our jobs every year are retrofit. So the, clients so, living in there, they want to upgrade, they want to add stuff. So the chances of this probably won't really happen because home inspectors don't usually come on remove and replaces like mm-hmm. small projects like this. Or no, but I'm on new be sites a, a lot. Yeah, but on a brand new project, you would need to be on a ladder or scaffolding. Yeah. What you do you know how to stand on a ladder already? I have a lot of experience with ladders, especially from the cable days. Yeah. Okay, so if an inspector walked in and he saw that you had just your two feet on the ladder and no contact with your hands. How much do you think the fine for that would be? <laughs> Four grand? No. But you're willing to pay it. I'm coming in. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Two fifty. 
And Manny's right today. $250? Yeah, yeah, 250 bucks. So just because... But wait a minute. If the inspector comes in and you've got two points and all of a sudden he sees you... You're well, supposed to have three points. I, I know. Three but point then you, gra- you grab yeah. your hand. What? You're not going to... You're going to still get okay. fined? So this is what I'll get to. If someone films and something happens, insurance won't cover you. Got it. Two, if you don't have the third point? If you don't have the third point. But you're falling. No, because you're supposed to have three points, one arm, two feet. So insurance? you're supposed to be able to do whatever you need to do with one hand. It's impossible. That's impossible. That's like, it's that's impossible. like saying everything after six feet, you got to be strapped. Well, so, I'm going to strap to a, a chandelier. That's, well, that's, I'm, I'm going to bring the nice part of this out. That's Inspectors bull. don't really pull that on people unless you're an asshole. Of course. If you give a reason to yeah. an inspector and you're an asshole, yeah. you're going to get a 250 for, sure. for the first shot. For sure. So, anyways, another thing I wanted to say while we're there, because I think it's important for painters and, and guys like you when you're in house, you're not supposed to have short sleeves. You're supposed to have safety boots on still. Listen, short sleeves is applicable to every single those, trade on a job th- site. Those are all 250. Not just painters for the or home integration. Framers, not supervisor. bricklayers, everybody. You're technically speaking, Ministry of Labor, long sleeves, which I think is bullshit. No, I listen, I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just stating the fact. But I'm saying that there's a fine. There's a fine for not wearing long sleeves. Yeah, it's two fifty. There's a fine. Yeah, there's a fine for wearing shorts. These are all bullshit. Well, things, you're allowed man. to have shorts as long as they're past your knees. Yes, uh, and and only Snickers makes those pirate and, store shorts. And you okay? can actually wear track pants. You just can't have the cord hanging out. Wow. <laughs> not on my job site. Yeah. Avison Concepts Inc. Triple uh, W AvisonConcepts.com. Email is DC at AvisonConcepts.com. Instagram, guys, follow him and find out what you guys are up to. You guys are always posting anyway, right? So yeah. at Avis underscore Concepts underscore Inc. This is great. When was the last time you were at CES? I've never been. You've never been to CES? No. You got to experience at least once. They don't do AVN with it anymore. The last time AVN was there with the Builder Show, which kind of made sense, too. Yeah, It was going on at the same time. During the SHOT Show. So Vegas had all the contractors there, all the porn there, and all the guns there. All this sounds great. That's I'm a recipe for destruction. <laughs> uh, I was um, supposed to go to CES with one of my VIP clients. He wanted to fly me out. We were all going to go. COVID happened. And, and then, then it shut down. Yeah, I think it was uh, the last time. Or no, no. It would have been. I think they, they actually went last year. 2021. They probably did. I don't. I, I don't think know. they there was the, the flying car, I think, was announced there or something like that. Nice. Someone had a flying car, right? It looked like crap or whatever. But it's just. Where's the future of home integration going? What haven't they been doing? I think more proximity-based type of reactions. More effortless, no thinking kind of reaction. So just a lot more AI. And I can't say they haven't been doing that because they have. There's AI. It's going on. It's it's happening. But I can see where... Oh, it's happening. It is happening. Don't get them started. (laughs) (laughs) And there is geofencing, which helps a lot. But that geofencing is based on the location of your phone. Guys, in order to reach that level, we, we may have to be, you know, subject to things that we may not want, you know? chips in our heads and stuff oh, like that like think about it something has to set the trigger something has to well it already has but then there's mm. but then there's mm. the machines of you know taking in what we're actually thinking that's the scary part so that's yeah i, I could see all that stuff happening i right? guess it's um i guess amazon integration i guess like if you're short on supplies or whatever you just hit a button 
touch that's, screen. That's, that's already, already here. That's all going on right now. They have that with the Alexa. Like, how much more can you do home on? Like, I mean, is it worth getting an 8K TV? I don't. I don't understand that. I don't. We'll give be a doing sh- our first one in the next couple of weeks. Are what? you serious? And yeah. An 8K TV. Yeah. What is, inch. What's yeah. so different about it? Is it that clean? It's twice as much as 4K. Twice as much. <laughs> I have 4K. I don't think. Anything it's four times years. as much as 2K. Like it's just like <laughs> no, no. I, I mean the picture. You really Here's have to, to 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 have that much clarity. You can appreciate it on a larger surface further back. This, so yes, if I show you a great 1080p and 4K, you might see the difference this close. Right now to 8K, well you still didn't see the first difference, but now put yourself further back and expand that screen. More pixels. You, you know what I miss? Sharper resolution, right? You never... The, the sound of the projector in the theater. It's gone. <laughs> that sound. It's gone. I was going to say, because I don't hear the sound of our projectors. It's just very quiet. It's gone. I miss that sound, man. Sometimes cool I don't want to see an 8K image. Sometimes I want to see... I'm a film person. Yeah. I, li- always... I like the... I like the... Uh, I like going to the movies. I like hearing that sometimes upstairs when I'm at the top. Well, it's just it like sometimes... Room. You know, JP will post some videos with for us, and we will, you know, throw some theme up before the story of the post, and it's like a lower resolution. And we're, yeah, and he's like, "Well, that's the cool part about it, right? Not everything has to be so crisp and, you know, high high res." And and but and I guess right. at home, homeowners want that insane, crisp, ultra bright yeah. image. Yeah, but then they subscribe to gray market services that aren't that high res, but because they're getting a lot of content, they're okay with it. So it's so a coin toss. I, I tell a lot of the kids, millennials, I've been building my Blu-ray collection because I just like Blu-ray and 4K. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I'm on Netflix or Amazon and I get to all the Bollywood movies and I'm like, oh, fuck, there's nothing to watch, right? I want to watch what I want to watch, so then I have my particular films that I want to watch or my TV series like... Right now, I'm on Miami Vice, and I'm so sick and tired of Are Glass you? Block. <laughs> <laughs> Watching Miami Vice from 1986 to 89. Oh, God. Today in 2022. I loved it. It's a different fucking I feeling. used to dress like that. <laughs> <laughs> Is it dumb, or should we just put it on? Should we stream it? Should we just download it? Should we steal it from sites? Should we buy the Blu-rays? What should we do? It's funny. I was working on a Blu-ray player today before I got here in the rack that's going to Windsor client wanted his blu-ray player as part want, of the setup i still want a blu-ray because he has all his uh music uh concerts on blu-ray you know zeppelin wow. stuff like yeah. that i think there's a I novelty just, to it as well it's not so much yeah i could just you know watch it on netflix it's more about popping in that disc and let's face it it's not compressed as much as it is to stream true when you have to stream something it's got to be compressed so it cannot you know kill your internet so to speak so how would you handle that because that's the coolest thing about uh, integration is that you can put the rack somewhere else oh yeah but you still need that player mm-hmm. you're still going to park the player over there in the it rack? depends some clients who don't care so much about the exercise will just say throw it inside the living room cabinet other clients are like hey that's my opportunity for exercise leave it downstairs and i'll go pop that disc <laughs> inside either way we keep the same resolution there's no there's no loss of video or sound or anything like that got it yeah Okay. I was just it is nice to. That. The thing is, is because we distribute it throughout the whole house, we say, okay, do you want it to just reside in this room and only watch it in this room? Or do you want it to reside in this room and still watch it from anywhere? And in that case, 
well, if you are up here, you still got to walk to that living room. So let's just throw it in the rack and walk down one more flight of stairs <laughs> and be done with it. I've seen those videos where all of a sudden they're leaving the family room. All of a sudden they walk into the kitchen. The same program at that exact moment starts up there. Yeah. They walk out of the kitchen. They grab their iPad. The program continues on the iPad. Yeah. What's all that about? Because I haven't experienced that. Are you talking about with an actual service or stuff that we do? Stuff that you guys do. How do you connect and take it outside and go everywhere and still continue so, the same thread of content that you're watching? So the same way you have multi-room audio inside of a home, we do multi-room video. Video? Yeah. Oh, wow. A switcher that allows whatever your zones are, master bedroom, kitchen, or primary bedroom, kitchen, ensuite, cabana. And then cabana, your source. I love that. Your sources are... Cable Box 1, Cable Box 2, IPTV, Apple TV, and now we matrix those. And then you can share one from any source to any any TV. Is it worth getting exterior-based TVs? Because I, I heard that the picture quality is not as good, or there's something about it to factor in and, and also the weatherproofing. To bullshit. make it weatherproof, they yeah. have to shield it so much. Yeah. Some, some brands do them very well. I think they are very overrated. Yeah. To be honest with you, they cost a lot of money. I'd rather get a regular TV and build something that it could be That's right. housed. That's right. If you are in um, a somewhat sheltered environment where you have a, at least a roof over top of it, I can't tell you how many times we've put an outdoor cover on it for the season of winter and that those TVs go on for years. And we're talking regular great TVs. Well, including wow. in Collingwood. Well, I, I'm wow. just, gets really cool. I, like, I bought I like I, that. I've got three of those TVs in my trailer. And Which ones? The outdoor ones? Yeah. So I have one outside. So when we're sitting outside, I can watch TV, the game. Is it like have, in, a, in a drawer that you open up? Like no. A, it. Yeah, I have a drawer. It opens up, and then yeah. it comes out, slides out. Yeah. And then it's covered up. You got have it. Three um, outdoor I got one TVs? in my, my, my uh, bedroom, and then I have one in the oh, living so room. Oh, so the one in the bedroom is not an outdoor TV. No, they're oh. all outdoor because they're constantly shaking because when I put them on my 450 and I drive, they're rattling around. They have to be able to take the punishment, right? And the cold weather. So, like, huh. sometimes I might come up there. It's, like, minus, like, 30 up there. True. You're not always I, climate controlled. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And and the walls, of even though it's, like, a five, a, a five or a four season, it's not. The insulation value is not there. And the cold breezes and the moistures on it. If I didn't have those TVs, I could see that i'd be probably cycling through televisions a lot yeah that's 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 a good point yeah but it's funny because i've never seen the actual cold or the transition of temperature or climate make the effect on the tv so i've never ever seen any sweating on it yeah the one thing that he's gonna laugh about is that my television is like 60 inches in the living room i have a fireplace underneath it Mm -hmm. so it's constantly hot and cold mixing yeah. so like the extremes are so fast because like when i come in i don't always what do you turn mean, a wood it on burner no, no I, it's it's electric oh yeah but it still produces well heat. you gotta remember it's a trailer i, I can't get everything oh, I thought, in it okay right? i thought it was at home um but i never see any sweating on the tv ever you know where i see that happening at home on you know products i don't see it there yeah so i'm just saying i think the televisions do go a, a long distance for sure. And there's some applications. I have some clients where they're, number one, direct sun. They're direct sun. They're direct to rain where they have to go outdoor. And then they have to go to the higher end of those models, like signature series. Because there's outdoor TVs that are actually not rated for direct sun. There's outdoor TVs that are rated for enclosure or veranda. 
Yeah. An outdoor TV that's not rated for direct sun. Correct. That's almost like an oxymoron. Huh? Exactly. Unless you're selling it to it's Lucifer. It's a big, small TV, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like, that's a joke, so, man. So I'm yeah. going up to my farm this weekend. And they're all following suit, all the outdoor companies with outdoor TVs. They're doing right? that? Yeah. They're doing it. It goes back to your, your what you said at the beginning of the show, where these things, these products are not lasting as long as they're supposed to be lasting mm -hmm. compared to what it was before. Yeah, they're not. Well, these TVs are. <laughs> the outdoor TVs. But they're expensive. You are right. They take a beating. But like I said, you can buy one that's partial sun. What's partial sun? Am I, I getting sun or not? It's twilight sun. Well, yeah. I understand what they're saying because the awnings, like for my outside TV, when I'm watching Your TV up there, the awning doesn't always completely come far enough when the sun gets past and gets on it. Yeah. But this weekend I'll be out there and I'll have that TV on outside in this cold. Yeah. No problem. So that's, man. this is their point. You can have a sheltered area, but you are still outside. So you want a TV that can withstand you know, the hot and cold temperatures. I know. Or, but so a cabana, you've got a glass table, sun hits it at a certain angle. It reflects into the TV. TV's destroyed now because it's not, not designed at all. for sun. They're just, all, they're, all that they're saying is the nit rating. So the brightness of the picture got it. is not as bright as if you had a signature yeah. or higher end series that can take that direct sun and still see a great image. If you're at a sports bar and the sun's beaming and you're, you could still watch that game clear as day, they paid a lot of money for those televisions. So, Dennis, let me ask you, who's got the best TV right now? Which who's, TV do you like? Oh, yeah. That's Sony. Good. Sony? Wow. Sony? Sony's always had good TVs. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. But Samsung Definitely. pumps them out like nothing. The OLED series of Sony are just nice. insane. Nice. They're just, what was the last statement you just said? Samsung just keeps pumping them out. The majority of sales for us is Samsung. That is... 90% I love my Samsung's at home like Samsung is kind of like the Kirkland of TVs it just bothers the hell out of I me I think that. there's different not, classes not of them not when you're in the Q series no yeah. so the Q series was created to compete with the OLEDs of the world right so Sony Yeah but see Sony TV. does TVs Sony Sony does TVs right mm -hmm. like they, they and and I've always been a fan of like Panasonic and Sony's and I was liking the Sony's a lot back to the film business whenever we were doing post and it was always sitting in a suite those were the TVs that the guys were using to kind of balance everything and get Sony's the truest great. picture. And you're <laughs> in the darkest room and all this other shit. But then Samsung, like, let's make washing machines. Let's make this. Let's make that. Yeah. TVs and all. The they can't make a fridge. I know. So, well, Samsung they have the pictures on the fridge and all the crap. So you're yeah. saying Sony. So Sony's right now are good. Sony has always stayed true to, you know, the deepest blacks and the highest contrast. Yeah. Wow. And that's Hands what, down. that's what I think a TV needs you got to okay so when you talk to people about blacks mm. there's a difference between muddy blacks and then true blacks mm -hmm. right and that's where you start paying attention when you want to watch a really good movie you you'll appreciate those blacks right and and back to my point earlier someone doesn't know what they don't know if they've never seen that true. they don't know the difference You're totally right they're like oh I hear that all the time the blacks blacks is black whatever no that's more of like a gunmetal gray if you really mm -hmm. look at it and you compare it to a real deep black. Sony has always done their TVs very well, like the Pioneer Elite Plasmas, right? No one could touch those TVs. Panasonic, they they bought that. Stupid well, plasmas expensive. are for Stupid entertainment expensive. units and basements and so on, right? Like plasmas, plasmas for like a dark place. It's not for somewhere where there's going to be light. That's what I was always told. No, you, no, no, misconception. Uh, reflection, no, because it was glass. Light was fine. Okay. Light was fine. So 100%. it's reflection that's the problem. And plasma had... Remember, plasma, because of its technology, was very fast. So the motion rate didn't exist like it does in the LED world. The LED has to try hard to make it 
go fast without us noticing with our eyes. Wow. They say the plasma was as fast as the human eye. So that's why it had its advantage. It was comfortable. Very comfortable. Now you have to go with a higher refresh rate on your TV and pay a little more so you don't see that. If you're a gamer, you're going to catch that right away. All right, so where do the projectors come into this? That's my question, man. That's good. Projectors. <laughs> well, because I got a projector at the farm. I'm yeah. just getting ready to hook up so we yeah. can play music out there and watch videos, right? If anybody wants to break into Carlito's <laughs> homes, yes. you gotta, you gotta find me first. <laughs> this trailer sounds Remember like the song? You guys were talking about it off of Highway 2, right there. Oh, that's right beside my yeah, place. No, no, you're not gonna find me. My my driveway is 20 minutes. Good luck. And I got a shotgun. Okay, so <laughs> it's a long driveway, is what he's saying. <laughs> Projectors, yay or nay? Are they good? 100%. Picture, the contrast is there. Brightness is there. Refresh rate, not quite as much, but they're they're making their way up. Surface is an issue? Surface? Well, everyone just drops it right onto drywall. Or... No, not good. So what do you, on a screen, right? You want it on a screen, and it's very important to take in the foot candles of the room. You want to yeah. know how much light is in that room without that projector to know what kind of screen you're going to use to combat that. So you want to absorb as much of the projection light and take away as much of the natural light. So most of your projection screens should almost be black, not white. What? Yeah. Yes. Let the screen help you get I was just going to buy one of those blow-up ones, those 21-foot ones. You have a trailer like that, and you're going to buy a blow-up screen. <laughs> because I, I just don't want anyone by Like, when we have the fires and everyone's, like, listening to music, I kind of want to be away from the trailer. Yeah. The trailer, the trailer isn't for partying in. It's for sleeping and cooking. Yeah. And oh, for me and my wife at night, like, I'd rather yeah. be outside on, on the patio or by the fire pit. Or, and yeah. welcome to Carlito's Life Podcast. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm asking. Can so I ask you, Dennis, invisible speakers? <laughs> yeah or nay on invisible speakers? I just figured I'd get the conversation back to fucking home integration instead of your fucking camper, man. Uh, Holy shit. Definite, definitely yay when you want to hide them. The sound quality sucks. Not for me. I can't stand the sound quality. Yeah. Yeah, not for me. And they're stupid expensive, like Very. 1200 each each one. Not a pair, each one. Yeah. There's some really good brands out there. Nakimatone is yeah. a really good brand. I know Eric himself very, very well in the industry. But speakers are designed, they're supposed to be on the outside of the wall. Like, the sound. It's sound. That's right. Right? And it's a suspension. It should be moving air. Yes. Absolutely. I personally want to hear all those frequencies coming from the one area. And I don't want to hear... Top high frequency there with low frequency behind me, where yeah. I can pinpoint where it is. Exactly. I want that full range sound. But like I said, some brands doing very well. Nakima's Nakima tones are really nice. How many times we've sold them, I can count on my hand only because yeah. when we explain to a client, okay, you want to not see them, but never really able to enjoy the sound, or do you want to enjoy the sound and then, you know, you're never going to see them anyways. See them. You're not, yeah. If you're not looking for them, you're not going to see them. Well, that. Taper buddy of yours, remember? There's, no, that's your buddy. I told you not to deal with. There's a bunch of stories behind that. So he was shown exactly how you're supposed to mud those things, mm -hmm. and they make it very easy. Even Stevie Wonder can see how you're supposed to do this. Oh right? my god! And this he guy, there. this guy, <laughs> fucking muds way past where you're supposed to fucking mud, and he compromised it, and then we had to take it out and do it all over again. Mm -hmm. Fucking how do you idiot. how do you compromise? So it? he put he put mesh tape. Yeah, where you're not supposed to put mesh tape on it. He started putting mesh tape on the actual speaker surface in of it. In front started, of it. Yes. In front of it. 
And it's like, it's clear. The instructions are right there. It tells you exactly with like a blue line drawing. So they don't want you to use paper. They want you to use mesh. They insisted on mesh is what I saw on that. That's what they were recommending. Now, is that a plastic mesh? No, no. The the surface, is it plastic? No. I haven't seen them Because I want to ask because I know that when you do, like I use Durban a lot. And I'm just for my well, own. Well, that's that's what purposes. we did, and they they it didn't doesn't recommend. stick to plastic. Durban doesn't stick to plastic. No. That's why TrimTech has problems with it. That's why I'm asking you. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so you get oh. cracking off a of TrimTech. That's that's, that's where the problem is. So you have to use like red CGC or like blue or green. How or, about we get back to home on integration there? Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got, I'm the one that has to put them. I have to mud them. So, what else? What other questions? We want to wrap it up. We're almost at two hours. I can. I mean, home automation and integration is fucking important. Well, it's really it important. It is. I did want to say that I find it. I'm very. I'm interested in it more from your personality. You kind of drawn me into it. The way he's selling like, it. Yeah, like everyone we've had before. I I never really got interested in it. You you have a different energy of about yourself that is trusting and inviting to try it. I think that you could probably that. you could probably convince a homeowner easily to spend a little bit more money and, I, and I, do the right thing at I the just, right time instead of later on. I just realized 100% the kid factor. Mm-hmm. I can just imagine all the bullshit these kids are asking for when it comes to your industry. Ping. That's it? Ping. That's it. They want the fastest ping responses for their games. That's it. Kids never really... Our demographic is more the older generation where they want their house to be clean. They mm. want a keypad on the wall, not 10 switches. I had want. a kid one time ask me to put the TV on the ceiling, and I was like, because he had bunk beds, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, I'm down for that. And I said, I could build a rail system so then you can actually put the TV on the rail, shoot it back down on the vertical section so it'd be curved rail mm-hmm. so you can watch it when you're the kid on the floor or whatever, but then when you go to sleep, put it on the ceiling. That'd be great. Then I gave the homeowner price and she said, this is not fucking happening. I don't like yeah. the kid that much, right? So yeah. it didn't happen. <laughs> I don't like the kid that much. Better off two <laughs> it TVs. It was expensive. That, it was all custom. Two TVs at that point. Just put one. Yeah, that was the thing about it. I didn't really hear what speaker you would use, not what you're selling or putting in, but what would you use on your house like ceiling speakers yeah because i definitely want to do that and i want to i want to hear what your opinion your personal opinion not your selling opinion it depends on the room if it's a room where there's so we have audio zone and then we have videos audio zone a videos audio zone is a tv room it's a home theater in those kind of rooms i want that sound at me in front of me i don't want it above me but if it was just a, like a living room dining room then it'd be different then then that's different then you can have the ceiling speakers because you want the aesthetics of the room to look a certain way so. i've got a question for carlito oh this should be really good is this carlito. something to croatia carlito <laughs> in a backyard application where should your speakers be pointing i would probably think pointed towards the house yeah how did you know that Everybody, Base, every homeowner-wise, they want to shoot you know, away from the house. Do you want to know why that is in 90% of the cases? Why? It's a very simple one. Because the person who stood up and said, yeah, I can run your audio for you, was there during one phase, the pre-wire rough-in phase. And what is the easiest thing to do? Drill out the patio wall. It's true. That way you can wow. say, here are your wires sticking out left and right of your patio door. And you can pay me now for, for the pre-wire. Because I have no idea what the finish is going to be, but you just wanted me to pre-wire, so I did your vacuum and your AV for you. 
Do they make hmm. a wire? It's true. Where we run a trunk of cable to the side of the house because it's part of the full design. We go back when it's spring or whenever that the progress happens. We get the conduit trench to the back, and then we do our junction from there. Speakers around the pool, speakers in the cabana, TV in the cabana, Wi-Fi access point, security camera. Manufacturer hasn't designed an exterior speaker cable or your cables that you need where you don't require a conduit. You can just run it like tech cables for electrical purposes. We can. Purposes. We have burial. They're, they're, there's, yep. Okay. We All do, right. but we don't trust that because if it someone hits it hard enough conduit. with a shovel. Yeah, then it's gone. Yeah. So we use, uh, you know, Coraline, and we'll go from a junction, you know, one-inch Coraline to the back. Or three-quarters. Depends. Sometimes houses don't require much back there. I'm impressed that uh, Carlito knew that, to be honest. Man. Yeah. Shut it's, up. <laughs> I've been listening to bass before you even knew what a speaker was. <laughs> I got I got a twelve inch in my car right now. <laughs> I love it. I love this guy. A thousand watt. A thousand watt. We got one there, last baby. segment, and then we got to do the twelve well, questions. I got, and we got to I got one question before you start. Shoot, go. Okay, what's your favorite tool that you're using? The Keystone Punch Tool. What is that? Keystone Punch Tool. So you're talking data earlier, when you have a a data jack on the wall to plug a computer into. Well, that square piece in the middle, it's usually inside of a Decora fitting. Yeah. That piece in the middle is called a keystone. You you pull it out, and it's got your Cat5 wire, and you got to punch down all those little wires. It's usually called a, not a 110 punch, but a different kind of punch down. Yeah, I gotcha. The one that, uh, the new one that we have now, it puts the whole keystone into it, and it punches down all eight conductors at, at the same time. At one time? And, and trims them. Ooh, it's, wow, It's man. pretty brilliant. That's great to hear, but that's not what I wanted to hear. But oh. I'm glad I heard that. No, oh, I, I have to another know. one. It's like, a tool. I want no. I wanted to know if you were like Makita, Dewalt, They're not, Milwaukee. Ooh, yes, because that's you're a very dealing good with one. electrical still. So I was always the type of person that said it's not the tool; it's the person holding the tool. That's right. I have always said that. I take a lot of pride in being super crafty. I can build things. I can diagnose things. I can. I love working with wood, all that kind of stuff. I always used to laugh at people that would show up with the shiniest tools, but I know that they hardly know how to use a level. And I'm not putting people under the bus, but my point is, is I had a rigid drill set for years. I mean, I'm on the ladder. I don't feel like walking it down, throw it on the grass. So then it got rusted, wow. but it kept working. We so know I, that. I used to say to my partner, I'm like, you know what? He's a big DeWalt guy. I'm like, good for you, but do you see a lot of rigid Repair shops? No, there's a lot of Dewalt repair <laughs> shops, and it's there for a reason. But as of recently, a couple of my guys uh, on my team are big Dewalt guys, and on the other side, the electric, they're big Milwaukee guys. I thought Milwaukee for sure. And I have to say, I'm in love with the Milwaukee SDS. I just got one for the automation side. So when we, you know, drilling through concrete, it's 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 a beast. It's a beast. And then one of my employees who has a DeWalt uh, three-speed, you know, 20-volt uh, drill, that's a monster. <laughs> the rigid can't touch it. But I still st stand to my statement earlier. It's how you use your tools. But yeah. the, the, the power I've seen from the Milwaukee SDS and the DeWalt, it's See? untouchable. Carlito? It's not the picture that's being framed and hanged. <laughs> it's the person hanging the picture. Okay? 100%. Sorry, I, I use Hilti. Sorry. <laughs> I don't care. What are we doing now? 
We're going to do the 12. No. No. <laughs> what do you want to do now? What do you want to do now? OBC. I thought you said you were done with OBC. No, I have an OBC. Then it's OBC with Manny. <laughs> Is that Ontario Bacon Burger? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no. What? OBC. Well, here, hang over. We're going to go nine hours south of us. Uh, I was off. Nine what, hours south? Yeah. What is the Buffalo? New York City building code based on? The New York City building code based on? Corruption. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, all the New York listeners out there. <laughs> New York City Building Code 2014, as of 2014, was based on the International Building Code 2009. They switched over. Is PEX illegal in NYC? I would um, say yes. After a long informational session, many public discussions, and three ordinance readings, the New York City Council agreed unanimously that PEX plumbing material can now be allowed in properties inside city limits. Why not? Mm. All the pipes coming to the houses are all plastic. Where is PEX mm. not allowed? In a fire zone. Europe. High heat, <laughs> high heat areas. Can't install PEX in high heat areas. Um, are shark bite fittings code approved? No. I don't think Garbage. So. <laughs> shark bite fittings <laughs> are approved by the Uniform Plumbing Code what? and International Plumbing Code for permanent installation. Permanent. In fact, the only way to properly remove shark bite universal fittings is to use the shark bite disconnect tongs and disconnect clips. That's bullshit. But shark bites are are they legal in New York? But we're talking New York, right? They're illegal in New York. But they're legal here. Completely illegal. So they're legal here. They're legal here. Huh. Which is crazy because... So do shark bites ever fail? Yes, all the time. The only major fail I have ever seen with shark bites is freezing. I was just going to say that. Which is not shark bites' fault. No. It's copper outside. Exactly. Right? They've so, released many times. So Lots that, of floods. I've talked that to plumbers. Was, that was OBC with money. <laughs> <laughs> that was really all right, cool. we got one last segment. We got to wrap it up. As much as I want to get you got to come back, Dennis. I'm I would love do to do a follow up. Yeah, man. man, definitely. So, Avis and Concepts Inc., guys, www.avisandconcepts.com, uh, DC at avisandconcepts.com, at avis underscore concepts underscore Inc. We have the 12 questions of construction. You ready for this? Oh, yes. Dennis, what is your favorite construction word? What is my favorite? No. Um. Favorite construction work? Framing. Word, word, word. Oh, frame. My favorite construction word? Word, cameo. <laughs> um, word up. Money, 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 <laughs> money. Say structure. Structure. Yeah. What I is love your, when sorry? someone says structure. What is your least favorite construction word? Least favorite construction word? Bulkhead. You figure I'd have these memorized by now wow. after doing 200 plus shows. But well, I you got a lot on your mind. I look Manny. at this You're Portuguese like Miranda rights since I'm <laughs> hanging out with a creation. <laughs> what turns you on in construction, Dennis? Straight walls. Woo. Me too. What <laughs> turns you off in construction? <laughs> Not so straight walls. Bad tapers. Bad. <laughs> what is your favorite curse word? Can be a phrase. Can be in any language. What is my favorite curse word? Yeah. Oh man, I don't even know. I my favorite curse. I, like, can I say it? Sure, like, on you the can. podcast. Sure, you can. Well, you can say anything you want. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah. Fuck me. What <laughs> is your favorite vehicle? Anything in the world? And keep in mind that Carlito's favorite vehicle is the space shuttle. <laughs> uh, mine's got to be the Porsche GT3. Mm. What is your least favorite vehicle? My least favorite vehicle is going to have to be 
Subarus. Really? <laughs> I don't know what it is. You know, I even is? make a face when I see people driving. Them. It's <laughs> really? bad. I actually like them. It's yeah, the, <laughs> it's the people that drive them. It's, it's, it's the people that drive them. I'm yeah, sorry, and I I, I'm and I'm slowly getting the same feeling with Teslas. I'm sorry to say, but yeah, yeah they don't do anything for me really. Yeah, I don't know something about Subarus. I just they don't do it for me. I have friends that really like them, but not for me. What construction sound or noise do you love? SDS drills. Wow. Yeah, they're loud. Oh, wow. <laughs> but that they mean business. They do. They mean business. What construction sound or noise do you hate? I hate sanding, of taping, like of uh, ta- uh mud, like sanding, sanding mud. I I manually. Yeah, I hate it. Me too. It's almost like it's almost like prison inmates on the chain gang or something like that. It's like it's just that rhythmic kind of. How would you know that? It's a type of torture type of sound. I I can't. It's annoying. How would I know that when I visited Croatia? No, 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 no. It's that dungeon you built. (laughs) (laughs) What profession other than your own would you like to attempt, Dennis? What profession other than my own? Um, Hmm. In the construction world. Anything. Anything in the world. Hmm. I think the PM is available soon. I say mill work. <laughs> really? Yeah. I thought it's for sure a DJ or something. I used to be. Oh, hold on. Any profession in the world, not just construction. Anything. Yeah. I'd say like music production. Yeah, you strike me as that kind of person. Yeah, music production. Sorry, I thought it no, was no, pertaining fine. to anything that you want to the name of the podcast. I'm waiting to hear NWA no. next time you come back. <laughs> <laughs> what profession would you not like to do? Firefighter. Wow. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Welcome to heaven. It is fully automated and integrated. <laughs> <laughs> For your own pleasure. That's wicked. Now I want to listen to some prints, man. Uh, <laughs> when I was looking at you, I thought you were going to say, turn it up. <laughs> you got any other questions, sir, Cardino? I think we're going to say it for next time he comes back. Yeah, I would love to. Dennis, thank you so much, bro. Really appreciate you coming on the show, making the time, man. Everybody, follow, give him a holler, email him, ask him questions, hire him. Avis and Concepts, Inc. Uh, Website is www.avisandconcepts.com. Email is dc at avisandconcepts.com. And on Instagram, it is at avis underscore concepts underscore Inc. Carlito. Get us out of here. Thank you very much for everybody listening to the show. Really appreciate everybody listening to the show and making the show as good as it is. Because Carlito and I got nothing to do with it. <laughs> no, it's always about the conversations. This was really good, Dennis. Honestly, this was honestly very good. I wanted to do. I want to do this one for a while because I think that this should be a standard line item on the job site. I don't care who you are as a client, Karen. Like this has to happen. It yeah. should happen, right? Or at least make it a conversation. <laughs> No, I want to hear what's going on. Have the conversation. (laughs) What? Get us out of here, man. We're gone. We're gone. We're gone. We got to go. Mississauga. (laughs) Windsor. (laughs) 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 